You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gable Moranzi. Kicking it with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart. Major League Baseball playoffs set to begin. Yesterday was just uh, the tiebreaker play-ins. Tonight, it's the wild card. National League style. Colorado Rockies uh, were in Denver over the weekend. They were in Los Angeles, and now they're in Chicago. All in a little over uh, 48 hours' time. We'll break down uh, this game. We've got a number right now for the Yankees and the Athletics. Wednesday night in the Bronx, Luis Severino will uh, get the baseball for the New York Yankees. There was a lot of um, there was a lot of discussion and speculation as to who the starting pitcher would be uh, for the Bronx Bombers against the Athletics. Liam Hendricks will go for the A's. When it's all said and done, Luis Severino will be going uh, for the New York Yankees and. Either way, I think my main man, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, will probably have his money on the underdog, Oakland Athletics. What's going on, Cam? Hey, Gabe, how you doing? Yeah, I'm, I, don't, I don't like the fact that it's Hendricks, but uh, basically Oakland's been doing that at the end of the year. They took the Tampa Bay model, buddy. You know, like, we'll start a guy for a couple innings. If he rolls, maybe we'll get uh, four out of him. But I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of pitchers with Oakland try to get through the whole rotation and get a win versus the Yankees. You talked about the ballpark, though. It can lull you to sleep. Oakland plays these teams tough, man. I, I, I'm on Oakland. And tonight, uh, it seems like a short price. I'm only seeing uh, Colorado at plus 130. But uh, I, I know the travel. I know they've been around different time zones, different areas. But uh, Freeland pitching, everyone's talking about Lester. Well, what about Freeland? The guy's one of the hottest pitchers in Major League Baseball. I think uh, they ran into a buzzsaw. That are the Dodgers. And uh, you know about the Cubs, Gabe. Sometimes they have power outages. I think I'm going to take a shot with the pooch and uh, go back and do the Rocky two-step. Yeah, yeah, Freeland's uh, been good, but I must have missed uh, him uh, dominating in World Series games. True. And, uh, pitching in 22 postseason games Fair. Uh, before Cam. When you, Fair. You, get, you get it. Yeah. John, John Lester is one of the clutches, big game pitchers in baseball. And he, and he has true. been for years. This is why he gets the big bucks. It's not about the regular season uh, for, for a guy like John Lester. It's about games like this. And this is why Madden gives John Lester to baseball. I can't get in front. Of uh, of John Lester, and you're right. The sh- listen, the Chicago Cubs have had uh, you know Cubs couldn't hit the baseball all year long, uh, for the most part. I um, mean, you know, they had sort of they had mini flashes where they would hit the ball. Um, you know, they they were shut down and dominated uh, yesterday. Yet I have a hard time betting against the Cubs, and I like the Brewers yesterday, but I have a hard time going against yep. the Cubs two days in a row on their home field, especially with a team that has to be a little bit disappointed the way things played out. You know, yeah, going into true. the weekend. I- Going into the weekend, they were up one game. Going into Saturday, you know, thinking we're going to win a division title or at worst we're going to end up, uh, you know, in a, in a tie. And, you know, things can things can change in a hurry, Cam. And here they are suddenly, you know, in a one-game elimination. And they can, you know, say all the right things. Hey, we're happy to be here. But they have to be a little bit uh, freaked out that the way things have turned in the last 48 hours, from winning a division, being at home, to losing to the Dodgers, now to suddenly being in Chicago, listen, Cam, you travel, you go to Las Vegas, and you're beaten down uh, after a four-hour flight. 
These guys might be in better shape than you and I are. <laughs> yeah, that's but, the thing. Uh, still, I'm not a professional a athlete. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's it's still um, it still catches up. You know, they've been in three cities in, in the last three nights, and I know they're professional athletes, but it's, it's not the ideal circumstance for them. I just I just uh, can't get behind. Uh, you know, you're right. John Lester's been money in the postseason. Since he's gone to the Cubs, he's only had a couple bad performances. He's been stellar most of the time. You know, 332 ERA, he's been great with that team. But just looking at Freeland, Gabe, 285 ERA, and that's pitching at Coors, 125 whip, 173 Ks. Like, this guy's a stud. And uh, I, I really believe in this kid. I believe in Colorado. I know they might be tired. It's a one game. It's one game. I think they could suck it up for one game. I think it's going to be an epic game. And I just I got I just got to go with the Rockies here. I think they have the bats. And I'll tell you something about Colorado. Despite having that home field advantage at Coors, they're actually better on the road this year. They won a lot of road games, and that's that's like the the new Rockies compared to the old Rockies. They used to be horrible on the road and then do their damage at home. Well, they're pretty successful on the road, so I I, I think they have a great chance tonight. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to change my uh, my bet. I love John Lester, but uh, I believe in Freeland and the Rock. It should be great, though, man. I love playoff baseball. Like even these games yesterday was fantastic. Interesting stuff, too. And Colorado got a couple runs. You're like, ooh, the, the Rockies got a little bit of mojo. And then the Dodgers, eh, after the pitching coach, eh, Honeycutt has a little chat. It's ding, ding, ding. The party's over. So good news for your Dodgers. But I expect some fireworks tonight and, and a great game. And, uh, you know, I still lean with the pooch. As always, a big question uh, when, when uh, talking and handicapping games that are being played at Wrigley Field is uh, which way is the wind blowing? And the wind's yes. going to be blowing in tonight. Wind is blowing in. Slight wind uh, and breeze blowing in from center field, and that makes a big difference. And it's interesting sure does. because the total was seven and a half and has been bet down to seven. Yep. Although right now the sevens are at plus money. I'm going to pull the trigger on the under. I, I don't like betting under sevens, but I do think it's going to be a lower scoring game. You know, listen, you mentioned it, Cam. You know, Kyle Freeland had been on fire down the stretch. Um, you know, his last eight starts, he's been dominant, as is John Lester. They both they both pitched very, very well over the last month of the season or, or a little bit longer than that. That's why they're both getting the ball uh, tonight. Managerial-wise, this is why Madden gets the big bucks as well, Cam, to win games like this tonight. Yeah, we'll see. Everyone talks to Joe Madden, this genius and stuff. Well, you know what I mean? Honest to God, Gabe, like, I, I think a lot of managers in the position are I'm not his biggest good. fan either. I'm, no, I'm no, just the selling thing, the game right yeah, now. No, no, you're no. I, I, I like to sell it because... Pitch. I know you are, and that, and I like that's I love usually you know a lot of the time we agree, and I totally agree with you on that total. I'll be on the under. I'd love to get seven and uh, seven and a half. If it pops up my book at seven and a half, I'm gonna attack it like a snake, and I'm I'm just uh, I believe it's gonna be yeah like a four to one, three to one type uh, game time. I expect both pitchers to do well, and uh, yeah, this Joe Madden, oh genius stuff. You know what I mean? That this is a team that uh, you know what for such a genius, uh, they had a lot of power outages this year. He made a lot of bad decisions. So I've I've seen games where he's actually mismanages bullpen. And he's supposed to be the smartest guy in the room, but anyway, I think a lot of managers at this level know what the hell they're doing. So I'm not really going to take the Joe Madden factor into consideration with the bet, but I do lean under in this game. I know it's low for a reason, Gabe. And you said it with that wind blowing in, it, it wouldn't even shock you if it was like zero zero going into the sixth inning. Uh, and both of these teams, they have ability to go deep, and a lot of those deep fly balls are now going to be, you know, warning track power shots. So that's the thing. Look how the, look how the Cubs got that. They had a single home run against the Brew Crew. Uh, the, the Rockies, the same thing. They have guys who can hit bombs. So with that wind blowing in, these teams don't seem to like manufacture the runs. They seem to go get a lot of runs with power. So I, I really like that under. Uh, Colorado Rockies are the wild card team for the second consecutive year. They lost against Arizona. Uh, last year in this spot 
So a Kyle Freeland, um, his last 11 starts of the season, he went 8-0 and with an earned run average of 2.18, um, which, which is strange, though. One thing, uh, Cam, which is interesting, Freeland was actually better at home than he was on the road. Which, which was nuts. kind of a, yeah, it helped <laughs> yes. him in a regular season, but now he goes into Wrigley here uh, this evening. Uh, he lost at Wrigley earlier this year, but it was earlier in the year he allowed three runs over seven innings of work. We talked about John Lester. John Lester, uh, this is going to be his 22nd postseason start uh, before. And over his last eight starts, he's 6-1 and one with a 1.71 earned run average. You know, that that's the thing. Now, he struggled in his career. Not really, but he hasn't gotten wins. He's 1-3 with a 2-2-5 ERA against the Rockies. But Lester's just a, a guy that sort of finds a way to win games like this, Cam. And, I, you know, even in a regular season, the thing with Lester, I've counted on him a lot over the years. He's sort of been my central Michigan. You know, it's like, you know, I'm struggling in baseball betting. Who can I count on? Lester. The thing is with Lester, <laughs> when he's not on, He'll struggle. He gets rocked. Like, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, like he'll struggle for like a month at a time or something like that, too. He'll go through these little stretches, and, and, and usually it's earlier in the season, but he dials it up late in the year. And you see, 6-1 and one over his last eight starts, and you know, it reminds me of uh, Andy Pettit. Remember Andy Pettit? You bet on Andy Pettit in the regular season, and he'd give up like, you know, three home runs and five runs, yeah. and you'd be like, man, freaking Andy Pettit. And you'd lose your minus 220 bet. And then in the playoffs... You know, he gives you six innings of one-run baseball, right? That That's Andy Pettit was all about big games, and John Lester's the same way. You're absolutely right. The thing about Lester, too, is when he pitches really well, when he's on, dominant. Like, look at the game versus Pittsburgh, September 27th, Gabe. Six innings, no earned runs. White Sox, five, earned, five innings, two earned runs. Cincinnati, seven innings, no runs. Uh, those teams don't have the best of power, but against Milwaukee, he gave up three. But then you look, versus Washington, eight earned runs. Versus Arizona, he had nine before. So the thing about John Lester is he's kind of an all-or-nothing guy. Like, when, it, when things aren't working for him, he really gets rocked, and uh, he better, have, better be grooving uh, some pitches. I'll tell you, man, it's going to be a great – I love this. I love playoff baseball. You talk about playoff hockey that we get into, but playoff baseball, like every pitch. When we were watching that Milwaukee uh, Cubs game yesterday, yesterday man it was awesome like i'm just like sitting there going i wish all sports were like this all the time like every single pitch mattered every single managerial change pitching change everything mattered in the game and uh, you know kudos to milwaukee for getting it done in your dodgers i just can't wait for for these series to start man i'm jacked one thing i will say though watching baseball on a computer isn't as cool as watching football on a computer it's a great like, point. i don't know there's there's baseball and like baseball you need a bigger screen to sort of get yes, you into do. the game and you can and lie the down radio. on the couch Baseball's the best radio the sport. Like, when uh, I listen to a game on the radio, it's beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, baseball's one of those games that transfers, like, it's theater of the mind. You know what I mean, Gabe? You're right. On, on a screen, it's just not the same thing. You want to see the green field. You want to see the, the, the stands. It's, yeah, it's very different. Well, like, the computer's football, just too small. Yeah. Football, you can watch it anywhere. You know what's going computer's on. Just, uh, the computer's just too small. Well, football... <laughs> Football is just, you know, what, did they score a touchdown or not? Did they get a first, uh, you know, first down or not? But baseball, there's so much, you know, little intricacies and details to each game and subtleties that, you know, it's kind of annoying. And, you know, to stare. And another thing is you don't want to be sitting staring at a laptop for five and a half hours. And that's the thing. These playoff <laughs> baseball games are extremely freaking long. They sure are. Yeah, it's not good for your eyes there. It's just uh, <laughs> exactly. Man, I'll tell you, like watching these afternoon sports shows here, hey, is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the NFL? No, he's not. Like, 
give me a break. Like the guy just started his career. Uh, I, I, I know he's been electrifying. It's just, yeah, it's just, come on, man. Give me a break. Like just some of the, some, just some of this crap. It's like, they're actually arguing that the guy's the best quarterback in the league. Like that's ridiculous. It shouldn't even be a topic. Guy's good. He's off to a great start, but it takes a lot to be a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, a Drew Brees. Got to do it for year after year after year. And, you know, eventually teams Denver for a lot of part of that game, they actually, you know, they made some good plays in that game. He just caught fire at the end. I got to give the kid all the credit in the world, but uh, come on, man. We're just, uh, he just, he's just in the league. Like put the brakes on everybody. Well, you can't anoint somebody the best, obviously after four weeks, after four games, you know what he reminds me of? It reminds me of Colin Kaepernick, what Mahomes is doing. Yeah, good and call. We'll see, yeah. we'll see if he ends up uh, protesting, which I doubt he will in a couple of years. Yeah, I don't think he'll be the next cap on that front. But, um, you know, people forget. Like when Colin Kaepernick sort of took over, it was the same thing. He was just dominant. And yep. it was like, man, he's impossible to catch. He throws fastballs and bullets when he throws it. It's, you know, he's just impossible to stop. And it was that way for that year. I mean, remember, they benched. Remember, it was a similar situation. And it was the same guy that he got benched for, Alex Smith. Smith. Alex yeah. Smith was playing well. And even Harbaugh was basically like, man, this Kaepernick guy's too good. Like, I, yeah. I, I have to get him on the field. It's going to be worth this. And then, boom, he went to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, they went to the NFC Conference Championship game uh, the following year. And then, you know, basically people figured Kaepernick out. Right? The zone read option. All right, he's going to yep. roll out. This is, you know, they're only really running these, you know, trick little cute plays. Mm-hmm. And really, if you look, and the thing with Kansas City and why Mahomes being so successful, Mahomes is good, but it's he a is. system. And Andy Reid is pretty much a brilliant coach. He's never won a Super Bowl, but people hold out against him. But he's a great coach. And, Cam, you know what's, what's crazy is I tweeted this last night. They're basically running Texas Tech's offense. They are. Right? That's a great like point. It's, there's, it's not it's an NFL offense. offense. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's not an NFL <laughs> offense. They're spreading everybody out. They're running yep. these sort of college-style gadget plays. And NFL teams aren't used to this. Most NFL yep. coaches are pretty conservative, and they, you know, they've run the same plays over and over over the years or same systems over the years. And credit to Reed. I mean, what, what he's done hasn't gotten him to the promised land, so he's shaking it up. And now you look at the offense, no one really knows what it is, but I guarantee you right now, Cam, teams like the Doug Marone's a college guy. Doug Marone came from Syracuse, so I guarantee you Marone, who's smarter than me, right now is looking at Texas Tech stuff, right? Definitely. And he's going, all right, this is what these guys are doing because people are getting caught off guard by the play calling, and it's every bit as much the play calling as it is Mahomes. Mahomes doing great, but let's not forget Trubisky threw six touchdowns on Sunday too. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw over 400 yards. Let's just call it out for what it is, Cam. Nobody runs the ball anymore, and the defense sucks in the NFL now that you can't hit people hard. There's a it's lot of absolute- factors that go into this. You said it, man. It's not not even just Texas Tech, buddy. Like that's watching that game last night was like a Big Twelve like real, like everything. Like they, you said it. It's Texas Tech, obviously, where Mahomes went, but Oklahoma State, all those teams there, they they run that offense. You said it. Some of these coaches, they're smart guys. They're going to figure this stuff out. It's going to be good for a while. Andy Reid's going to have to come up with adjustments because these guys are National Football League coaches. They're going to have an they're going to have an answer to this soon. And well, what you do respond after that? What you do is you can't stop Mahomes because he is a hell of an athlete. What you need is you need to take his weapons away. Yeah. So basically, you need to contain Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. But last night, you looked at Kareem Hunt started to come alive last night. They're a dangerous exactly. offense, but their defense won't win them a Super Bowl. Big man on campus will step up and then join us. Uh, he's a Yankee fan. We'll talk about Severino getting the call. 
Speaking of Alex Smith, Alex Smith will join us to talk some hockey. The other Alex Smith. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I am Gabriel Morenci. Kicking it with Cam Stewart. We got a ton of stuff uh, going on in the sports world, man. Major League Baseball playoffs, NBA preseason has begun, which means the regular season is right around the corner. They're dropping a puck tomorrow in the National Hockey League. Uh, Alex Smith will join us a little bit uh, later on from uh, SBR. Uh, dude's a great uh, hockey handicapper. We'll talk uh, some pucks. Uh, we've got Connor McGregor and Khabib. Habib, Khabib, um, throwing it down uh, this week in Las Vegas. Um, so, yeah, a ton of stuff going on. NFL football, uh, we heard the update there that um, T.Y. Hilton and Rob Gronkowski probably both not going to play on Thursday. That's uh, kind of anticlimactic. The Colts and the Pats yeah. were a cool, cool rivalry years ago, but... Ain't nobody got time for that now, so I'm not too jacked up for that. Uh, we'll be more interested in the baseball uh, come Thursday night. But as we say, it's the best time of the sports year. Now let's bring in a man that uh, handicaps, bets, and uh, loves all uh, the aforementioned uh, sporting events, besides maybe uh, Connor and Abib, though he'll probably be watching. Uh, although I do know he's a big New York Yankee fan. And uh, speaking of which, I've got a funny story. So, of course, I'm kicking it in New York right now, and... As we speak, I'm looking, I got like a you know five million dollar view type of deal. Like I'm overlooking the city. Ooh. I got the Empire State Building. I can basically reach out and touch it. I'm like King Kong. Like I can climb it and reach <laughs> reach out and touch it. I'm so close to it. So I got a beautiful view. King yet Kong. I've got no furniture, and I've got like a like a wrestling folding chair. And last night my dinner was uh, Exxon chicken. Now, of course, uh, we've talked about Ed uh, Orgeron talking uh, about <laughs> Coach. Uh, what do you, you know, yeah, do you have any memories of coaching in Mississippi? He goes, well, not, 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 not too much, but uh, I did really enjoy the chicken on a stick at uh, the Exxon near the stadium. And he said, great, great chicken on a stick. And I was thinking, man, you're a coach making a ton of money. Why are you eating chicken on a stick from an Exxon uh, gas station? Yet here I am right now with a $5 million view sitting on a folding chair, eating Exxon chicken wings. And I got to tell you, big man in camp, they were pretty damn good. So next time someone says something about Exxon's quality of, uh, of bird, if it's good enough for, for Coach Ed, it's good enough for me, big man. Yeah, I, I can't say I've ever tried them, but, hey, I'll take your word for it, Gabe. 
They're better than Except, 7-Elevens. It is, Marenzi. And I'll tell you another thing that I've learned from my years of traveling earlier, too. <laughs> you know those places where you can go, basically, where truckers go to get a shower, like Flying J? Any type around there, the food in those places is killer. Because these guys are long-haul truck drivers. They're not dicking around. They they got to go in and out, boom, get the gas, get a meal and out. I'm telling you, like, the, the meatloaf in those places, the food, it's all comfort food stuff. So people laugh. It's like, oh, gas station food. Yeah, whatever. You're right. I've been to some places, too, driving around. Way better than 7-Eleven. No, I bet your chicken on a stick is delicious. I'm not knocking it. Well, I've, I, I've talked before about um, in Philadelphia up in North Philly, and I'm talking about probably the worst neighborhood in the city right around Temple University. Uh, it's around 8th and Diamond. It, it's a really tough neighborhood. There's a Chinese store on a little street right off 8th and Diamond. It's probably got the best chicken I've ever had in my life. I mean, it's that's, absolutely yeah, that's what I'm fantastic. Yeah, yeah you're, knows, you're right. So. I mean, yeah, you got you to gotta try them places sometimes. Well, the temp, the area around Temple University is a lot safer safer now, big man. And Bill Cosby's locked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's funny. This is uh, th- that's a great point. Actually, uh, you know, we wanted to deal with him for a while. Camp, campus sexual assaults down a hundred percent. Exactly. No more Spanish fly. That was a good one, Brett. He caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought that Cosby was like the biggest prowler on campus? I know. I know. It's, but it's anyways, anyways, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm hopefully sorry. maybe, maybe finally they'll take his maybe they'll take his name down from the Wall of Fame out in the the concourse at the, at Leah yeah. Horse Center. Yeah, yeah, that 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 uh, that, that was cheap. Um, okay, I, so I big man, uh, cheap jokes. Uh, the the New York uh, New York Yankees play the Oakland Athletics uh, tomorrow, and I was considering going to the game actually. I was thinking about going. Hey, it's pretty special, Yankee Stadium playoff game. But the way I see it is, hey, if they win, then I'll, I'll try to get out to a Red Sox game. You know, Red Sox Yankees would just be over the top. That'd be ultra cool. And the uh, Philadelphia Eagles play the New York Giants next Thursday night. So I was thinking, to be honest, I'd rather go to that game. You know, and I can't go to every game because it disrupts just everything and. Uh, I end up partying, and it just it's like a domino effect. So I've got to pick my spots, as you know, Cam. And I'm thinking as cool as the baseball game would be tomorrow, you know, I hang, I already hang out at the Meadowlands all the time, right? So you know, I almost feel like I have to go to a game there. I'm always outside the damn stadium. I was outside the stadium last night. Like, I'm in the parking lot of the stadium every night almost. You know, I, I feel like going to a game there. But um, so we got the Yankees and A's, and big man on campus, of course, is a Yankee fan. A lot of people were surprised by Severino getting the ball, at least in New York. Uh, people were surprised. I, you know, I thought it would be Tanaka. A lot of people wanted it to be Jay Happ. Yet ultimately, Severino is their best pitcher. The only problem is, big man, Severino, man, he's sort of like my college football picks. You never know. You know, he might be great, but he might get lit up. And you remember last year in a wild card game in his spot, he did get lit up in the first yep. inning, and they pulled him. He gave up three runs, and he got pulled. Mm-hmm. So, as a Yankee fan, are you happy at Severino? Do you trust him? Uh, I think I do trust him at this point. I think he's going to have a real short leash on what they allow him to do. But, yeah, listen, I, I remember you and I and Cam had this conversation, you know, a, a few weeks ago, and, and I kind of identified him. You know, I think Tanaka would be probably your guy, too, and even half. All three are qualified. Both are, are big. All three are, are big-time pitchers, but – yeah, you look at Tanaka, he said some success for the Yankees. He had success last year. He might be the guy you look towards. But, you know, we know what both teams are going to do. Here's the thing, Gabe, in this game. 
I want the Yankees staff more than I want Oakland. I, I just do. I mean, this is why you go out and get guys like Zach Britton and, and play, uh, p- uh, pitchers like that. I mean, you're more inclined to, to want to back this team as opposed to, to Oakland. I, and, again, it's in New York. You mentioned the crowd. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Severino. I think all three are, are, are fine choices. Uh, th- this is Severino's chance. I mean, he hadn't had, hasn't had a great second half of the season, but – you know, he still has a low whip. His batting average against is fine. You know, he really hasn't gotten crushed at all. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I think he'll do a fine job. Um, but they have the better He's staff. been great at home. That's the yeah. thing with Severino. He's been he's 10-2 and two at home with a 2.74 earned run average in camp. The thing with Severino, and he got lit up early in September, late in August. I know because I bet on him a couple of times, and he got torched. And it uh, really upset me at the time. But... I think the fact that his last two starts, he pitched real well. And, you know, the manager, Boone, brought it up that, you know, we like what we saw from him. We think that he's back on track right now. And they're looking at the but, numbers here, and he pitches so well at home. They, You know, he's their best pitcher, right? So you go with your best pitcher in a spot like this. But like you said, and they're not even hiding it. Jay Happ is waiting in the wings. Like, he, can, yep. you know, he's waiting in the wings. You yeah, remember, and, and look, they're – Sorry, ahead, Jim. Yeah, I was going to say before, big man, me and Gabe, I remember, Gabe, when we were doing Red Heat and Rage and we were both on, we had, uh, you had run in the first inning. Severino got rocked. It was the Twins. And I remember they were like plus 200 and we we're like, wow, they're up like four or five nothing in the first inning. And then, boom, the Yankees came back and punched them in the face, too. I'm like, wow, we already hit the over. It was in the first inning. I'm looking at the pitching here with, with Hendricks, and you know it's going to be a bullpen by committee. That totals eight and a half at Yankee Stadium. That's low. If I'm looking at anything in this game, I'm looking at the over because I think the – I hate to say it, Gabe. I was going to go on Oakland. The Yankees are going to kill – like, they might score, like, eight runs themselves in this game. So I, I think the total is good. I was going to get your guys' opinion. Eight and a half. Now, that's that's something I could bite into with the, with the pitching matchup there. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you make a good point. It's going to be a bullpen game. But I'm, I'm looking at this number from a side perspective and saying, look, I like the Yankees, but you, you laid almost one to two here on the Yankees. That's, I know. that's a big price. I mean, you know, look, Severino, again, I want to make this clear, he hasn't been great over the last, let's say, 15 starts. I mean, you're, you're definitely playing with fire. But, again, you look at this Yankee rotation and come into the season, people said, do you think they can win their World Series? And I said, no, their pitching's not good enough. They didn't go out and really help it. I mean, Hap's a nice pitcher, but he's not a guy that puts you over the top. He doesn't give you a number one bona fide ace. Um, they just don't have good enough pitching. The bullpen's solid, but what happens till you get to that point? I, I don't know. This price seems a little too high in, in a, in a winner-take-all game. Uh I don't know how you can lay one to two with the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees are minus 180 right now uh, in this game. I think you raise a good point as far as the total. Like, yeah, plus, Oakland have some pretty heavy bats uh, as well. There should be some runs. Um, it's still pretty warm in New York. The ball's still going to travel uh, right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of – it's funny because I've been, I've been talking a lot about Oakland, Oakland, Oakland as of late, how dangerous I think they are at 16-1. to 1 to win the World Series. Now, listen, they were, they were, you know, arguably the best team in baseball over the last, like, month and a half of the season, you know, 38, 40, and 10, or whatever the hell their record was. So, you know, they, they've been on fire, uh, these guys, but the Yankees heated up as well uh, down the stretch, and, you know, the home field, Severino being 10-2 and two at home, I'm starting to buy into the Yankees' bats uh, in this spot. Yep. I'm leaning with the Red Sox to knock the Yankees out. I'm with big men. I don't think the Yankees have, I don't think they can win the World Series. 
They're almost like the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> like, you know, the Yankees can crush the ball, but their pitching isn't going to be able to win all these games and playoff series and get them through, I don't think. But one thing, too, and they're sort of getting cute here, the big reason they brought Jay Happ in is because of his record against the Red Sox. You know, when he was with the Blue yep. Jays, he was dominant against the Red Sox for one reason or another. He's always pitched well in his career against the Red Sox. And the Yankees like that aspect. So I think their their thinking is, you know what? Severino's our guy anyways. If he, you know, we'll try to get him through this. If we can, we're going to have to use Hap. But, you know, ideally, they really want to use Hap against Boston. You know, that's the whole point. I mean, ideally, Severino pitches well. And then they can have Hap start game one against Boston. Because, you know, baseball is all about managers playing the percentages, right? And Hap's numbers against Boston are the biggest percentages that they have. But they got to get there first. Yeah, and this is the game where, you know, look, Oakland's been hot. I mean, we all know that. This team is, I mean, what did they win, 95 games? I mean, you, if I asked you before the season how many games you thought Oakland would win, Gabe, what would you tell me? Not 95. They got about 95 80. fans. <laughs> like 95 people at this. I'm thinking games. 80 games. Yeah, no, they totally overachieved. Like they're they're a great story. The Oakland A's. It's like every, they get no respect. They're the Rodney Danger. You know what it is with the A's? baseball. Do it you know what it is with the A's guys? Mm-hmm. They um, every team in baseball, like even the crap ass teams. Like I remember even San Diego won six and seven in a row this year. Like every every team in baseball will go on these streaks a little bit. And the A's weren't that great early in the year. It was sort of like in like you know. Late June, July, they won like 8 of 10. I remember on the road, we were talking about a camp. I was like, well, look at it. The A's actually went like 11 and 3 on a 14-game yep. road trip. But then they went home, and they did it again. It was like, wow, they just won 8 of 9. And they just didn't stop winning. Like, it just kept going. It's never like they got good. They didn't trade for anybody. They didn't do anything. They just kept hitting doubles and kept winning games. <laughs> and but, but and here they are team. right now. I mean, out of the 12 teams in the uh, playoffs, um, they're the only one, you know, not in the top 10 payroll. I mean, this team is the lowest payroll in baseball. I mean, the teams are ranked. I mean, they're all very high. I mean, what they've been able to do with very little is is quite impressive. I mean, uh, it's truly an exception. Chris Davis. Chris Davis. Davis, Stud. You know that Chris Davis hit uh, 247 uh, four years in a row? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> exactly 247 that's nuts and that's you know what's nuts about wow. yeah you that's know like what's crazy about this though is they actually took how many home runs the game. he had 36 uh yeah, he's a good batter but no one hit they took him out of the game that's so he didn't game. get no. that last that crazy back, so he could keep his 247 average because they thought it was cool that it was like oh it's the fourth year in a row you'll bat 247 and I'm thinking if I'm Chris Davis, I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't care about that stupid anomaly. I'd rather get a hit and try to bump my average to 250. <laughs> like, 247 is kind of embarrassing. Sure. Like, I wouldn't be happy. Oh, hey, look, it's like being a gambler. Hey, I went three and seven again. Let's uh, have four Sundays in a row. Isn't that cool? Oh. No, it's no, not, cool. not cool. It sucks. That's horrible. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> not not no, cool at totally all. you're right. Yeah, not, not cool from, at from all. A so. guy, from a guy that's... From a guy that's like three and seven in his last ten plays, it is not cool at all. No. <laughs> well, a big man. I had the uh, I had the Denver Broncos plus three and a half last night. I was at the sports book. C- couldn't buy a half God. point. So there, there you was. To, you know what I the worst it. is, Marenzi? You talked about it on it. the show too. I know. Like, I know. On, I four, talked right? about it. I know. I know. I know. I know. Like, you, it's, like, that's crazy. 
Well, that's one of the advantages where the playing online is better than being in a window. Exactly. That's the thing. It really is. That's the, and I, I can't lie to you, Marenzi, and I told you about my situation with the hedge and uh, with getting Kansas City a plus three and a half on the teaser. Then the line go to uh, Denver plus four and a half, right? Boom. Middle job. Like, that's the thing. I bought that. I bought that point. Because I wanted to have Guys, that it's window. Been four, it's been four games in a row now, I believe, in Monday Night Football. I think they've all hit all four side teasers. And yep. every damn Monday we Middles. say, oh, you know what, you could tease this. It happened again last night. I know. If you took the over, the under, Denver, or Kansas City on a teaser, yep. you would have won. Middle job. So you could have hit all four teasers again. It's like mm-hmm. every pro- every Monday Night Football I know. This happens. That's, it's crazy. Yeah, but it doesn't happen on Sunday night. No, it, it doesn't happens happen on, on Thursday. Time. Mondays, Mondays. It it's happens a Monday. on Mondays, it feels like. Yeah, it it's a like Monday, a Monday thing. thing. It's a Monday thing for some reason this year. So, so uh, big man, what's so what, what? What's your prediction for tomorrow? Like the, it is minus one eighty. It's really tough to lay the one eighty, and oh, it's up to eighty five. People are listening to us yeah. hype up the Yankees. Uh, minus yeah. one five. <laughs> minus one eighty five. I almost like that over eight and a half more. There's no way in hell you can lay a run and a half with the Yankees against a team as good as Oakland. Yeah. I parlayed, Gabe. I'm, I'm going to show patience, and I don't know if you guys feel the same. Hey, you know, there's baseball games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm parlaying the Yankees with the Dodgers. I don't care about Atlanta. Johnny you know, Public. going in there. Yeah, it's Johnny Public parlay, but it pays one plus 131. So I'd rather have plus money. I believe the Dodgers take care of business, and the Yankees are a better team than Oakland. That's the public parlay at plus 131. That's, uh, that's what I'm uh, signing up for. What do you think, uh, big man, of the Cubs and the Rockies tonight? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think early in the day, you know, you kind of look at the Rockies and say, wow, you know, you're getting some money back, but you're not getting a lot of money back. And you're taking a team that is playing three games and three nights in three different ballparks. It's difficult. You got the Cubs who have a ton of experience. They, they know how to win games like this. I like Lester, but you look at the Rockies. I mean, a lot of things to like about this team. They're hitting the ball. Freeland's been terrific. They have a $100 million bullpen. This is why you got players like that. But at home in front of the, there's those fans with, with Lester and, you know, that lineup, they, I just think they're a little bit more inclined to win a game like this. Uh, I, I would probably bet the Cubs, but these games are uh, so, so difficult. Playoff baseball is very hard. Um, yeah. You're almost better game, off. You're almost just better yeah. off when you do play at baseball, blindly betting the, the, the underdogs all the way through. I, I bet you if you did it, you just end up making money. They're, they're all close. Money last night, you do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm laying the two units. I laid the price with the Dodgers, but I'm a Dodger fan. So, might have been a homer pick. All right, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> we'll talk more baseball. We'll talk some uh, football on the other side as well. Maybe a little boxing. Fury and Wilder, at least unlike Joshua, these guys will fight. All that and more. Game Time Decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Oh, yeah, now we're talking. 
There you go. Yeah, Yeg got your uh, message loud and clear, Morenzi. <laughs> yeah, from what I get, I, I understand. He told, uh, he, he told me before the I show. Like, the CCR. CCR has been said. deleted, I think, for once and for all. <laughs> that's what he told me. He goes, tell, Ga- tell Gabe uh, Fortunate Son by CCR, it's gone. I go, you'll like that very much. It's gone, baby. I, I actually missed <laughs> it already. I feel bad. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it ain't Gabe. <laughs> Yeah, I feel bad. Like, there's going to be other hosts on a network that like to play that song or something. Yeah, it's and, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gone because I freaked out. Like, But uh, yeah, we, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Bring the noise. Bring the noise. So we're in conversation with uh, rightwager.com. Uh, check out rightwager.com uh, uh, for all your winning selections. There's a big man on campus, Donnie Wrightside, and now Babano uh, has joined uh, their crew. Are posting picks and uh, big man on campus absolutely crushed the college basketball hardwood last year. College basketball around the corner Gabe. right now. Gabe, I yes, am sir. deep right now. I can't wait for college basketball. I'm obsessed with it. It's my passion. It's my love. It's my wife. It's everything to me. So everything else is just window dressing right now, like the NFL, <laughs> no, baseball. You just you just want to get to. <laughs> I just love I mean I, I love it more than everything else. That's all. You know, I you know, college football's great, you know. NFL I've I've actually done pretty good in the NFL so far, you know. But yeah, college basketball's my uh my love, my 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 affair. I love it. So you remember um you guys remember last year and uh, oh what was me? Remember the Las Vegas sports books? Oh, Oh, yeah. Las Vegas, Las Vegas wins a cup. We're in a lot of trouble. We're going to lose everything. Oh, I'm going to get fired. And oh, and then at the end, they're all laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, we got like $20 million of free publicity from all you sports sites. And uh, we ended up keeping the money in the end. Well, they're up to their old tricks right now. Um, I see that uh, over at MGM, they're crying right now about Oakland winning the World Series. That they're going to get buried if Oakland wins the World Series because a bunch of people bet Oakland at 250 to 1. Now, nothing major. He's saying that basically, though, they have a slew of tickets on people that were betting like $10 and et cetera on the, uh, uh, but $10 paid 2500 right? So, you know, people put 100 bucks. There's some real money out there without a doubt. And the A's are a West Coast team. All right. Um, somebody bet $1,000 on the A's. So this is somebody bet a thousand dollars on them at two hundred and fifty to one. Somebody else bet a thousand dollars at one hundred and twenty-five to one. And um, wow, MGM lowered them to six to one. It's funny because I can see them at sixteen to one offshore. Wow. They're six to That's one horrible. at MGM right now. Well, they're they're That's not the, winning the World Series, so I wouldn't not, worry about no. it. I agree. I'm not worried at all. Well, you never know. No, no, yeah. you know. <laughs> that, that's like saying, uh, that, that's, I mean, Gabe, just hear me out for a second. I mean, hear me out for a second. I remember you know. during college basketball, I remember at one point, Loyola, Chicago, people were actually like, oh my God, maybe they can win the tournament. I mean, they were a great story, but did you really think that they could go and do that? I mean, these are great stories, but uh, I mean, you, you don't, it's not like a game like that where it's a Super Bowl where it's just one game. I mean, you got to win multiple games, you know, multiple series. I mean, let's just get through the wild card, and then maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, More money has been wagered on the Yankees to win the World Series than any other team uh, at all the Will Hill sports books in Nevada as well as New Jersey. Shocking there, New Jersey. Um, Red Sox are the second most wagered team to win the World Series. 
Somebody just walked into the Westgate and put $20,000 on the Red Sox to win the World Series. They gave them four to one odds. So this guy would get back 80 yeah, profit, 100000 I actually have them myself. I got the Red Sox for the season. Yeah, before the year started, I said the Dodgers versus the Red Sox uh, in the World Series. Yeah, that could happen. Which would be a very, yeah, it'd be a very, very big-time attractive, um, be a big-time attractive World Series, which leads me to believe it probably doesn't happen. You know how many, you know how many potential World Series matchups there are with all these teams still? A lot. Twenty-five. Tough. Like there, wow. there could be twenty-five different variations of the World Series right now, Ken. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I gotta tell you guys yeah. though, like 20, 20, 20, this, 25. 25 is a lot. I'm just saying, breaking this down, like I've heard everything. You know, the Yankees, you hear about the Red Sox. Personally, I don't think I think the Red Sox are they're gonna find a way to choke. I, I just don't hear anything about the Indians. Like I don't hear anything about this team. They're not getting any respect from Vegas. They have wicked pitching. They got great bats. I just, it's just shocking to me, guys, that, you know, I think they're one of the best teams in baseball, and they're they're like an afterthought. No, no, like, like they're not even on people's radar. I don't know. It's kind of the problem is they have to play. They have to play the Houston Astros. I think they don't. Don't and you think they beat Houston game? I don't know. Um, yes, they, I think they will. I think I'm I think Kluber they will. In the first game at plus one twenty-five. I could tell you that. That's definitely like on the car. I think they're a better Look, team no, than Houston. No, Nobody's repeated as World Series champ since the Yankees in, like, 2000, right? So the the odds are stacked against the Astros. You know, the problem with Cleveland, though, is, Cam, as good as they are, and big men, they never win, right? So they're always really good, Cam, and they haven't won since 1948, right? So it's they hard to... real close against the Cubs. Real close. Like, real close. Yeah, they got real the... close against the Marlins years ago, too. Yeah, they did. They did. Jose Mesa. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I got to ask you guys, though, when you... When you're talking about a series and like even like even like the Super Bowl, you're talking about matchups. I was I was talking with Donnie Wrightson. I was you know, we're looking at like the, some of the totals in NFL. How like the Steelers total this week, 57 and a half. And I was thinking like obviously a matchup people would want to see is the Rams and Chiefs. How high do you make a total in the NFL? I mean, you can't go over 60, can you? I mean, 60's got to be the, the the highest you can make it. I mean, but yeah, in that game, notice, how can you not make it? That you notice though, whenever and like look at last night. And I talked about this last night, actually, on, on the podcast, was I've noticed whenever there's, like, these automatic over games, and yep. it's like, okay, look, they, they put the number out of 56. Whenever the market bets it down, it usually goes under. Like, last yep. night's game went under. It barely went under, but it went under. Um, last night's game went under. But you'll notice, like, if there's a total and it's, like, 52 or 53 and it doesn't move or it just climbs up a bit, it'll go over. Absolutely. Uh, it's almost like I've been the, noticing the, it too. It's like, the, it's like the total betters are sharper or something where they see these numbers and they're like, that's too high. It's too high at 57. And boom, they only were able to get to 50. And case in point is the dailyroto.com betting machine, which is a computer algorithm. And it always likes the under whenever the totals are that high, guys. But you're right, big man. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the total is going to be uh, for the for the Rams and the Chiefs. I know the Rams are going to be five point favorites. That was the advanced number that I saw this week, as the Rams and the Chiefs. But, dude, I'm getting sick of the Chiefs hype already too. And I big them up before the year started, but they can't stop anybody. They're not winning the Super Bowl. They're they're literally like Texas Tech. They're like a Big Twelve team. You know, they're going to get punched in the mouth. And yep. I don't know. The Jags might be the ones to do it this week. 
you know, Gabe, I, I wanted to repeat this to you, and I want to repeat this to Cam. Oh, actually, just say it. I said it earlier on the show I do, but I, I was following a guy, and he's from Barstool. He, he's actually a really good blogger. He does some great stuff on college hoops, but he tweeted something earlier, and I, I thought to myself, wow, what a – I think it's a great take, really. And, and I don't know what will happen with Mahomes, but he tweeted out um, – let me find it here. Uh, the first month of Patrick Mahomes feels like the first month of Trey Young last year in college hoops. Remember last year how wow, yeah. much love yep. he got and how great he was, and he tailed off considerably. And I'm not saying Mahomes is going to do that because I'll admit, and I'll be real with you, I didn't think Mahomes would be a particularly good quarterback. I don't like big, tough quarterbacks. You know that. Um, I didn't think he'd work in that offense. He's been terrific, but again – People are going to figure him out. People figured out Chip Kelly. People figured out Robert Griffin. People figured out. You it's like a pitcher. You You're right. Yeah. People yeah. Wait, wait, wait till wait till he plays a team a second time. And that's yep. another thing too. Exactly. Now teams are going to have tape on him a little bit. But one thing I will say, and I, I don't know if you guys read quotes after games, but I read all the, I read all the comments from the Denver Broncos players after the game, and they all pretty had they had like really high praise of him. Like mm-hmm. They were all like, oh, he's a star. He's going to be a star. And he's better than we even thought he was. You know, and man to a man, Von Miller. You know, he said a couple of times I thought I had him, and he just sort of get, gets away. He's slippery. And and then he did the old left-handed throw thing, which freaked people out. And, you know, he's impressing people. He's you know, And I'm with you, big man. And Cam was the same way. All of us were on the same page. We're like, really? You guys are training up for this guy? Why are you doing this? No one else is going to take him. And then... You threw, you know, Andy Reid under the – Andy Reid throws Alex Smith under the bus. But you know what it reminds me of? Trey Young's a good example. But I'm using the guy that that been through this already, uh, big man, in Alex Smith and uh, Colin Kaepernick. Remember Kaepernick wrecked the NFL when he came in. Man. Torched it. Remember he was he was kissing his arm. No one could stop yep. him. He, like, he Remember that run versus Green Bowl. Bay, Gabe, in the playoffs? My God, the guy yeah. was like a track star. Like he was amazing. Yeah, and – and I remember that. Like, the, the Packers said, that's the fastest guy I've ever seen in my life. Yes. They're like, he's impossible to catch. And people were like, man, he's a baseball player. He throws bullets. Like, you can't intercept him. Like, you know, he was invincible. He was like, his, he was Superman. That was his little thing. You know, he couldn't be stopped. And, you know, and look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton's been invincible, too. Mahomes is just the it kid right now. And, you know, they're going to get punched in the mouth. When, when they play somebody that can play some defense. Now, this is interesting. They're three-point favorites over the Jags. It's a, the ultimate contrast. Can the Jags do enough? And Probably, actually. I just I don't like, like Blake Bortles. I just don't I like Blake Bortles. You, Gabe, I didn't like Blake Bortles either, but the more I've been watching Blake Bortles, he had a, he's, he's, so he's had one bad game. You saw the New England game, too. And, and, and last week, the guy, the guy went on a stretch where he created uh, – uh, basically completed 11 straight passes. Like, I see a lot of improvement against in the New Bortles. York Jets. I know, but I'm just saying, the confidence is there. You saw what he did against the Patriots. They have D.D. Westbrook and Cole. The guy was making plays. He's a little slippery, too. Like, Bortles can run. I'm not saying he can run like Mahomes, but he's a pretty athletic guy. He no, starts to make plays. Mobile. Yeah, he's mobile. I'm going to take the Jaguars, especially like, if they're plus three right now. I think the, the Chiefs are riding high. It's just the Jaguars' defense can shut down anybody. Let me ask you, though, I want to ask you about the Jags, though, with, with the Titans. Do you actually, I mean, do you seriously think that if you gave me them on a neutral field and I look at both teams as complete units, healthy, who's the better team? Seriously. With, let's say Fournette's not in there, and let's say, yep. I don't know, let's take the injuries right now. On a neutral field, 
you can't – this Titans team is a pretty good football team. They got a, a good group of running backs. The skill – Corey Davis is starting to look like a real player. Defensively, they're strong. I mean, I'm skeptical at this point to think that they can't win this division. The Jags don't do it for me on offense. They just don't. No, the Jags and the Titans are pretty much like that Spider-Man uh, gif when they're pointing at each other. Like, there's not uh, – I agree with you. That's why we took the Titans plus nine uh, the other night. Listen, yeah. Vrabel's doing a great job with this team. He's taking chances, and he's just pushing all the right buttons, and it's working for them. But you're right, big man. The thing with the Tennessee Titans is they've drafted a lot of stud players over the years. You know, Malarkey just never really knew how to use them. They're winning ugly, but they can only really get better as the season goes on. And people never always have a hard time believing in these sort of upstart teams. Tennessee's not really an upstart team. They're a playoff team last year. It's the same thing with the Bears. Well, the Bears this, they're not that good, and Trubisky that, and oh, you know. It doesn't matter. They're three and one. You know what I mean? And they win another couple of more games. And, oh, next thing you know, they're they're five and two. And next thing you know, they're seven and three. And they're going to the playoffs. Like, the Bears are a couple of wins away from making this real uh, as well. The NFL is going to get really interesting. So, uh, big man, college uh, football. Uh, we were talking about LSU and uh, Coach Orgeron earlier. I was all over the Florida Gators last week going into Starkville. We cashed yes. it. Should have money lined it. Didn't. Um, I've had a pretty good uh, feeling and pulse for this Florida team. I was on Kentucky against them. I've been on them. I've been against them. And I think I go against them this week. After that big emotional win for Mullen on the road against his former team, going back home, I think LSU can do enough on the road to get this done. What do you think, big man? Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that. It's a tough game. It, you know, Florida's a solid football team, a terrific defense. I mean, I'm looking at this total, 43 and a half. I mean, look the last few years. Yeah, I mean, what were the scores in this game? 16-10 and 17-16. You look at both defenses, terrific pass defenses, really don't give much up in the run that game either. I I think if you're going to beat LSU, though, I mean, that's maybe where you try to beat them, but but it's tough. I mean, both these teams can stop the run. There's not great quarterback play. I mean, we can can put Joe Burrow on a pedestal, but – Really, the truth of the matter is if he wasn't at LSU, he wouldn't be starting on that football team. This guy can't throw uh, to you, me, and, and anyone else. I mean, he's got a 53% completion percentage. Not good enough, but he's on LSU, and he doesn't make mistakes, which is all that matters. Um, I like LSU, though. I think they're a slightly better team. I don't trust Felipe Franks at all. I mean, there's always an easiness at the quarterback position there. Um, I, I got to agree. I'm looking, uh, I'm looking at LSU, but I, I think this is a – a boring football game is always between these two. Any college games you're looking at, Cam? Yeah, Gabe, thanks, Gabe. I was going to ask you, Gabe, ask about your Kentucky Wildcats getting five at Texas A&M there. Are you going back to the well there? Uh, you know what I mean? I, I know it's hard after a win like that, but uh, I wouldn't be too rushing money to be laying down uh, five points with the Aggies. Kentucky could be the real deal. Maybe they make another statement. Well, what do you guys think about this one? I'm tempted by the points, but it's like Robin saying bank four times, right? Yeah. Like eventually you've got to come up with something new. What do you think, big man? Good analogy. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, I think what Kentucky's done is quite impressive. I really do. I mean, what Mark Stoops has been able to do there. But you look at the next couple of weeks, I mean, it, I think I think the uh, the girlfriend's going back to college, and you have to understand that it was just a summer love, bro. I mean, this is a nice little run for them, but – I don't see it. I'm Texas A&M's a real team. That's one of the best crowds in football. Look, if they go in and win this game, I mean, you can virtually see them going into that Georgia game with, with no losses, which is quite amazing. Um, 
I don't, I don't, I don't see it here. Uh, but we'll find out a lot about him this week. But I think you're dead right, Gabe. Eventually, you got to know when to maybe jump off the tracks. Uh, but I feel like sometimes he might as well just ride the train. I, I would need a full touchdown, though, to get interested. And, and I don't really want Mark Stoops as an underdog. He's not been good in that role um, seemingly before this season. Look, if I want a team as an underdog, I'm looking towards a Texas or somebody like that. Um, this seems like a tough spot. You finally face a team that's really dynamic. Big man on campus, rightwager.com. That's rightwager.com. You can check out his videos over at sportsbookreview.com as well. Always a pleasure, big man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Enjoy the Yankee game tomorrow. Yeah, always enjoy you guys. Uh, talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Yeah, take care, buddy. Big man, big man on campus uh, with us. And uh, I see I've just been informed that the WWE's Naomi will be uh, joining us on Friday morning on Carton and Friends. You know Naomi, yeah. she's the hot, one of the hot chicks. Yeah, good for you, Maretzi. Good, good, good guest. She, Nice. She also uh, appears on uh, the eighth season of the hit reality series, Total Divas. Yes. So I, I have to bring up Renee, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Talk to her yeah. about Renee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like Renee, Renee's like a big star. I just got a tweet about Renee right now talking about her uh, broadcasting career. It's crazy. You, you know what's weird, Cam? I saw Renee in a bikini the other day, like a picture, yeah. and I had to look yeah. away. I felt I weird. Know. I was She's like, like man, I, I know this. I know. I, yeah, I feel the same I'm not way. that close with her, though. You know her better than I do. But even me, I was like, man, I don't want to look at her in a bikini. She's I have to look away. <laughs> Game time decisions continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Cam Stewart kicking it with us. We're going to dive into some Major League Baseball DFS uh, a little bit later on. Uh, we're going to talk some NHL hockey. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> we have no choice. <laughs> Mike's going to have a heart attack when he finds out that uh, we we'll booked George Kurtz for tomorrow as well. Nah, Although George yeah. Kurtz is going to talk uh, New York Yankees. Uh, of course, Kurtz loves his uh, New York Yankees, but... Listen, they are dropping a puck uh, tomorrow. So, in other words, uh, tomorrow, Cam, we're going to have to have an NHL DFS lineup. Yeah, maybe two, Gabe. I'm excited. I'm going to put a couple together. Maybe it's going to be fun. Yeah, maybe two. Uh, yeah, Kurtz is a jack of all trades. We worked together on Sunday there. Yeah, he'll talk. He'll talk uh, Dallas Cowboys football, hockey, anything. You give you baseball, you give it to Kurtz. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a great time. And yeah, you said it. I'm already working on uh, a lineup tonight for the. One game showdown with the Cubs and Rockies, too, for the DFS hour. And, Gabe, I wouldn't let you down, buddy. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I'm already going through the golf, too. We got to – might as well. It's DFS time. Hey, I, there's still some good players at the Alfred Dunhill uh, Championship, like my boy, uh, Eddie Pepperell. And, uh, 
There's a few good names on the on in the uh, what about Safeway the, PGA. The Safeway Open. Yeah, I'll yeah, go. I'll go shopping Open. at Safeway. I'll go shopping at Safeway too. We'll get you. We'll get you two two golf lineups too. So we got that DFS all, uh, all over the board. Hmm? All the big names in golf are in the Safeway Open, one of the most prestigious tournaments uh, <laughs> on the uh, on the tour. I, I don't know if you saw the fills in there. I just love. Of course, Hi, I'm Phil Mickelson. I, I need more money. <laughs> okay, thanks, Phil. Dude, Phil Phil would play in my living room right now if we paid. He him would like, if you like, gave if you gave him a big enough check. He would for like, sure. Like you said, Phil, Phil's like joined Kid Rock and like the he'll do anything and open up like yeah. like you like your girlfriend yeah. said. He'll Kid show Rock up the opening up of, of an envelope. <laughs> yeah, like oh, he's opening up a new phone booth. Kid Rock will play. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll play. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. great phone booth. Yeah, you're right. Phil yeah. Phil is a lot like that. Oh, yeah, Phil Phil seems to like I don't know like Phil already has so much money. But I think he's probably one of these dudes where he's like on a quest to be a billionaire or something. Like, there's yeah. got to be a goal. Like, I don't know. Phil probably has a bet with some guy on Wall Street. Phil probably said, you know, one day I'll be a billionaire. And the guy was like, nah, you're just a dumb golfer and you're a degenerate gambler. And Phil's probably, I'll bet you $50 million I'll be a billionaire by 2020. Like, he seems right. like he owes someone money or something. Like, why Great is he even point. playing Tiger Woods? Like, it's like Phil is desperate for could- money. I couldn't like care less. You know, he right. pimps anything. Yeah. Like he pimps like infomercials. He'll do anything for money. Yet he already has a ton of money. Now I get it. That's how rich people stay rich. And I'm not saying that he should stop trying to make money, but it just seems like he goes out of his way to make money when he's already filthy rich. Like he goes that extra step that he doesn't really seem to have to. No, he doesn't. And know what I I think it is. It's kind of like that movie Brewster's Millions. When those two rich guys were sitting there and they were talking about like betting like one dollar to like ruin a guy's life type of thing, like with Richard Pryor there and everybody, it's just like he seems like those old like rich white Eddie, guys Eddie that Murphy. just like the toy. Eddie, Eddie, yeah, sorry, Eddie Murphy. Eddie, sorry, Eddie Gabe, Murphy. I, apo- I apologize, <laughs> Richard Pryor. Anyway, you know that scene though with the when they when they're making when they're making their bet and then yeah and then they try to steal like uh, the information yeah, for yeah. the orange crop. I feel like Phil's like one of those guys in the boardroom. Just like even if he makes a dollar, just like screwing over somebody like and that's where he gets his uh, kicks. I don't know what's up with this guy. Yeah, he doesn't. Oh, yeah. He does. He's a spokesperson for that uh, arthritis stuff uh, too. For or, uh, he's got some arthritis he problems. So, yeah, he's making a lot of money. Yeah, but we, we have already been down this road, and I said, can you imagine all the schemes that Phil has that we don't even know about? Oh, and, tons. Yeah, and then, of course, a couple of days later, he got caught cheating on the course. Remember, that was the exactly. week we were Exactly. I was saying what a hustler and sleazy he is, and then he did it. The thing is, though, he's a nice guy. Like, he, he paid for Buckus' kids. See, that's school, the thing. He so. does cool stuff. Know what it is? He does really cool stuff for fans. Kind of like to keep him in, like his image good in the in, in, with, with, like, the fan base of the sports. But deep down inside, you know, it's just it, it can't be like that. It's just it's not no, I think what it is, and we don't know. We're just speculating. But I think what it is is that he does so many bad things <laughs> that he thinks, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'll just sort of do a couple of good things yeah, here, good and, you things, know, yeah. it'll even out. So when people say, "Hey, you did this," he'll be like, "Yeah, but you know, I, you know, I did this too." So and listen, Phil never talked about that. Dick Buckus, if you guys don't know the story, Dick Buckus, legendary uh, football player, tastes great, less filling, was uh, was yes. on uh, was on my radio show years ago, and uh, he goes, "You know, I just want to tell you a story about uh, Phil Mickelson." He just he brought it up out of the blue, and he goes, "I just want to thank Phil." And he said to how um, there was a feature on, like, former NFL players, basically. And there was a special on Dick Buckus. And 
basically Dick Buckus was talking about how he's kind of broke now. And, uh, you know, he's got a daughter, and he just wants to get his daughter to university. And, you know, he didn't make a lot of money. And in those days when he played in the NFL, players didn't make money. And he was sort of saying, like, I never really blew my money. I never really made money, you know. But, you know, he did make some money. He was a celebrity at the time, et cetera. So Phil Mickelson was, like, watching ESPN and saw it and actually got Dick Buckus's number and called Dick Buckus and said, hey, Dick, how you doing? This is Phil Mickelson. And he said, uh, I just want to let you know that uh, I just opened up a scholarship fund for your daughter to go to whatever university she wants. That's cool. That, that's, and, that's he said, cool. Uh, and he said, I appreciate it. Just don't tell anybody about this. He said, between yeah. us. And, and Dick Buckus said, you know, I kept this secret for a couple of years, but, you know, I just want I don't know how Mickelson came up or how the story came up. but And I remember I used to defend Phil all the time and say, you know, Phil's not, a, you know, other golfers don't like Phil, but, you know, remember the time when, when the Super Bowl was in Arizona and it was the Waste yep. Management Tournament that day, the same day. Remember he walked up to a father and son in the stands. Yep, and he goes, hey. Yep. He goes, I got two extra tickets. I can't go. I'm here. Yep. He said, why don't you go to the Super Bowl? You know, so he That's does cool. stuff like that. But then he also cheats on golf courses. <laughs> exactly. plays, plays for $10 million. Blatantly lies. Like, like he's such a liar, like, all the time. Like, he's so phony. <laughs> Like, you know, this weekend, oh, Jim Furyk did a marvelous job. It was a, a great. He, it was awesome. It's yeah, like, dude, everyone knows it was oil a train wreck, Phil. He really he's is. He's a snake oil salesman. That's like, what he's he is, the type right? of guy that when it's raining, he'll tell you it's sunny. You know what I mean? No, yep. no, no, no. Yep. It's there's sun under the rain. Like, he's, he believes it's like, Phil, we see it's raining. Yeah, like, he really, like, he's all, like, and I don't know. He's on this big PR push recently. He's going on Dancing with the Stars and the stuff. Stars, like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, so anyways. Uh, speaking of ridiculous, so Team Europe smashed the U.S. 17.5 to 10.5, whatever the hell it was. And nobody expected a beat down like that. So, you know, we talked about Patrick Reed and Patrick Reed mouthing off. But now there's more fallout, Cam. An unnamed player on the Ryder Cup, and I hate that when it's unnamed. Guys should yeah, put unnamed. It. Yeah, but an unnamed player on the Ryder Cup says Reed is full of it. That Reed... Begged, uh, begged Furyk to play with Tiger Woods. That it was actually Reed that wanted to play with Woods, and you know it was Reed that said, "Just put me with Woods and let Tom let Thomas play with Spieth." And so it's funny that that happens. And I don't know if you heard about this. This is coming from European uh, media sources, but reputable ones. It, it was an Ireland, uh, an Irish newspaper, and you know they take golf seriously over there. It's they one do. of the main sports they cover. And they're claiming that Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka had to be, like, pulled apart from each other. Wow. And, and we know that they're friends. I know this. I know that Kepka and yeah. Dustin Johnson are good friends. But friends will fight sometimes. And supposedly Paulina Gretzky was there and started crying. And it got pretty ugly, supposedly. And I guess Brooks Kepka was going to attack Dustin Johnson. And they had to be restrained. Wow. So it seemed like it was a real circus over there, which it always is. It always is with the Americans. They never, none of them like each other. They sort of tolerate each other. A few of them might be buddies. And then you got, you know, Thomas and Spieth are buddies, but they suck. And, you know, they're thin-skinned. Reed's just a nut job jerk. Phil Mickelson's there probably cutting deals with Europeans on the side. Hey, 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 you got a real estate deal? <laughs> He's got a deal. Like, hey, hey, Fleetwood and yeah, Molinari, you know, he, <laughs> come talk to me. <laughs> I, uh, as a betting man, I'm, w- I'm willing to bet Phil, like, told, hey, guys, I'll be back in a few hours a couple of times. 
and like had meetings <laughs> with agents over there, like managers and yeah, yeah. What, what kind of sponsorship can you get me over here? Like, my whole point is so I don't know this to be true. I don't know what they would be arguing about, what the deal was, but yeah, that's that's the report that Kepka and Dustin Johnson came to blows or like were about to come to blows and had to be restrained, and Kepka was I, the one yeah. that was pissed. I don't I don't know the whole story, but you you know if they're buddies, their their chicks are probably hanging out too, right? So a lot of these guys have money, so they probably have like the dinner parties and stuff. And you know what happened with Dustin Johnson with the other chick at the at the course, right? Maybe things over a couple glasses of wine. Hell, I've seen things happen like for over nothing. Imagine well, that. Here is Golf like... Digest now, Cam. Yep. So uh, <laughs> Golf Digest has picked it up. Dustin Johnson, Bruce Kepka, Paulina Gretzky's, and others reportedly separated yeah. at a Ryder Cup party. See. On Monday night, multiple reports allege that Dustin Johnson and Bruce Koepka happened to be separated at a Ryder Cup party on Sunday night. Um, James Corrigan of The Telegraph was the first to report the story on Johnson and Koepka who were considered friends and workout partners. They were at a party with the European Ryder Cup team when the incident occurred. Said witnesses were clearly shocked and upset by the nastiness. It was a very threatening situation. Paulina Gretzky was in tears. Uh, the duo played together on Saturday afternoon foursomes. <laughs> uh, specifically what happened to cause Johnson and Kepka to nearly come to blows at the party is unknown. Uh, a source close to the incident said Paulina Gretzky was the central figure in the incident. Hmm. Kepka's girlfriend, Jenna Sims, was also involved. Uh, L'Equipe, which is a very respected French newspaper. It's a sports. It's like legendary. L'Equipe, a French publication, reported a separate fight between Johnson and Kepka occurred earlier in the week on the team plane wow. on the way there. Yeah, it's like wrestling. Dude, like, <laughs> they, got, dude, they got two matches. Like, <laughs> I, I knew you again. I don't know why I don't know why I didn't just put like four thousand dollars on Europe going into this, dude. Like really. But if we, like every like every writer the cup, they're dysfunctional. <laughs> it's the same thing every damn time. In, they're in all Europe, jobs. Definitely. You even Cam, you even called it on Monday, I remember. I did. You even said, yeah, Gabe, reports are that they got shit-faced on the plane on the way there. So these well, I, guys probably I, got pissed drunk on the plane, started fighting. You know, those Pauline are my own reports. There. God knows what happened. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Gabe, from somebody that knows people who get wasted on planes and stuff, that's what happened. Like, you know, it, it's not just, it, and it's just not drunk. Like, when you get wasted on a plane, it's altitude drunk. You can get real crazy. And if you already have some things that are going on in your mind, it's not good. I don't make speculations. I don't know. I'm making a prediction. You got to admit. So when two couples like that are tight, right? So the girlfriends have to be tight. So if these dudes are hanging out and stuff like that, they know each other. How do you think it feels when uh, Paulina Gretzky is finding out that her boy Dustin Johnson's, you know, hanging out at the 19th hole my with guess, some other chick at the California guess, Cam, Club? My guess is exactly that. That's my guess I, is exactly that. That Kepka's girlfriend probably telling Paulina, what are you doing? You got to get doing rid of with this, this guy. You, yeah, exactly. You're a hot chick. You don't need this guy. Dustin yeah. probably says, hey, shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah. says, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey settle down, Dustin. <laughs> and then, you know, I, it, it I think escalates. we're on the right path. I think we're exactly on the right path. I think, yeah. And, and then the winner or, lose, you're hitting the, hitting the booze. Or Problems. not to mention, too, probably comes up on Sunday. You know, DJ, maybe if you weren't thinking with your junk all the time, we'd win more or you'd win more. Like, who knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who knows too, what yeah? kind of came up, right? Like, I don't know. But basically, this American team be, was dysfunctional. It can't be not the, true, Cam. This can't the time not, they got not on be the true. Plane. I agree. There's no you. way I, that the Telegraph, which is a respected British paper, that the Irish paper, and now the Keep is reporting a separate fight on the plane. 
And now we know the story about Ernie Els punching the guy in the face on a plane. Like these golfers See, are that, nut jobs. Like that was the shocking. Thing with these golfers, they're that nut jobs. was shocked. When you told me when we read the story about Ernie Els using Steve Marino's face as a punching bag and inviting him on his plane for some drinks, Gabe, I'm telling you. From yeah, he, he told he told Marino because Marino's broke. <laughs> no, the, the story is yeah. the best part is he didn't even know who he was. So he goes oh, yeah. into a bar. He sits down at the bar and he starts talking to a guy, and it's Marino. Yeah. Yeah, Steve and Marino. Ernie L says to the guy, what do you do for a living? And Marino goes, I'm on the tour, Ernie. He goes, I finished higher than you today. He goes, I finished higher than you in the standings today. And Ernie goes, oh, really? You're on tour. All right. And then he goes, well, hey, uh, you want to flight out? You want to ride back on my plane? He goes, did you already buy a ticket back? It's golfers buy their own tickets. He goes, you already get your own ticket yet? He goes, no, no. So, yeah, Steve Marino's all excited telling his friends, oh, this is wicked, man. I'm going back on Ernie L's private plane. And Ernie's a really nice guy. I got drunk with him last yeah. night. Yeah, Marino gets on the plane. They have a couple of drinks. And Ernie L's just out of the blue says, now we fight and attacks him. Yes. And, like, beat that crap out of him, I guess, where the, the pilots had to come out and say, we're going to land the plane, Ernie. Like, yeah, like, and then after, <laughs> when they get off, Ernie says, hey, see you around, buddy. Great time. Like, uh, yeah, these golfers are all nut jobs, bro. You know what the best escape? Ernie Els is like the spokesperson for like autism and like charities and like, hey, everybody. Like, he's like the guy like would be like if you had a poll of like the most docile, like everyone used to call him like boring Ernie. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't say, oh, hey, everybody, it's Big Ern. You know, he's not doing anything. And that's Big Easy. But yet, you get it. Yeah, the Big Easy. You get him on his, uh, get get him on the jet with a couple drinks, and he's using Steve Marino's face. You know, he's like he's rubbing it up against the side of the plane. It's like you said. It's like you can never judge a book by its cover. Like out of the last guys you tell me on tour, like Ernie Els would be a guy who like has Fight Club on his private jets. Like that's just nuts. You said it. A lot of these golfers are different cats, man. I know a lot of guys who golf too. A lot of them are booze bags, and and, and bad things happen when uh, when they drink. It's just a, it's a, it's a nightmare situation. You said it though. If we would have known this information, like when I saw those guys come off the plane with their glasses on and stuff, it wasn't like cool. Hey, we're Top Gun coming off the plane. It looked like they literally got annihilated, like flying overseas there. And I'm like, they're they, you know you could shake you could shake that off, but just all signs point pointed to Europe, buddy. And uh, yeah, I wish we capitalized a little bit more. That's when you want to go see your friend at the bank and say, can I get a loan? Uh, our boy Stute says, uh, yeah, Phil Mickelson likes to lay it down on sports. Rumor is uh, he subscribed to Babano's picks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marenzi, ask Pam if he's going to go to the Toronto Maple Leafs home opener. <laughs> no, too expensive. No. And uh, where's a good place to go for pregame wings and beers? We'll tell you on the other side. Okay, other side. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
like beer. <laughs> Says uh, Judge Kavanaugh. That was I a like great beer. promo. Great I promo. Met, I met and uh, drank beer. Yeah, I'll send you the link, man. It's just too too funny watching the judge talk about how much he likes beer. He likes beer more than you do, I think. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, speaking of beer, Big Merce asked uh, Cam, who's a uh, food connoisseur. I've always said Cam should have a tailgating like cook show. Uh, sure. We'll get to Alex Smith in a second uh, here. Said, uh, where's a good place to go for pregame wings and beers? I don't know, man. Aren't wings and beer places? Sort of like sports books, Cam. They're all yep. really the same, aren't they? Like they, downtown they are. Toronto. Like, is there, oh, are. that place has the best wings. They're all the same. You know what? I'm actually going to uh, not pimp a place that used to pay me because I think their wings and beers are too expensive. I'm going to tell you, Gabe, where you went in Vancouver. Actually, I'll give that place a lot of credit. I walked in there with uh, my buddy, you know, Rich Griffin, and he's like, why don't you meet me at the pint one night, right? And I'm like, oh, God, another expensive sports bar. Here we go, right? I walked in. <laughs> it was 40-cent wings. I'm like, that's like a time machine. Every wing right now is like $1.25 a wing. I was losing my mind. Then I got this card that I got like yeah, another discount on wheels. were 99 cents. All right, we got See? Alex Smith coming on here, Cam. So just give the nice. advice without the whole world sitting oh, yeah, here. Okay. Come on. The pint. Go to the, go to the pint, right, the one that you. you went to in Vancouver. There we go. Dear God. It's nice to be a whole story behind it. Yeah, oh, I, I, I could tell you, yeah, but like, we got DFS yeah. uh, advice. It's more important than beers and wings. Yeah, all right. So Alec, Alex Smith joins us to talk some hockey uh, right now. What's going on, Alex? Uh, not much. Just, well, I, I mean, listening to you guys talking about beers and wings, those are, those are important topics. But, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff going on, too, as well. As well but, uh, getting well, ready for hockey beer. season, which is something around that. Beers, beers, wings, and and hockey—they all go together. Yeah, yeah they do. They do. It's, it's a perfect, uh, per- perfect fit. All right. So, um, Alex, uh, congratulations! Why well, I see you got some good publicity. You were in the Las Vegas Review Journal uh, talking about NHL futures as uh, they're ready to drop the puck uh, right now. And it was an interesting article. I enjoyed it, and I agreed with uh, with most of the thought uh, in this. Um, with the, with the predictions, but let's start off with the team right now, and not to be not to be homerish for for the raging redhead Cam Stewart's Toronto Maple Leafs, and he's in Toronto, but they all they also happen to be the Stanley Cup favorites. Now, I personally think that's insane for a team that hasn't won since 1967 and hasn't even won a freaking playoff series in years. That the hype is that big, but it can't just be Leaf Nation that's bumped them up to be a favorite. A lot of and people in Vegas are buying into this Leafs team. What do you what do you make, Alex, of the Leafs being favorites to win the cup? Well, I mean, the hype. I, I think the hype it, it is rightfully rightfully placed there. I mean, you look at the, the the depth of this lineup. You know, John Tavares. You adding him, uh, you know, a, a solid score along with a guy like Austin Matthews, a veteran like Patrick Marlowe. Uh, they're loaded. You know, and then you look at these top two lines, and even them down in the defense and, and Golton. This is a, a solid hockey team. Like I said, yeah, it's been fifty two years since they've won a cup, but you know, we've seen droughts change and droughts end in different sports uh, you know my, my Blackhawks ended the drought uh, you know a decade ago so it can happen and, and the fact that you know preseason games a lot of people were watching preseason hockey the last couple of weeks and they were all there were lines on all these games as well so uh, you know Vegas and the offshore books I'm sure that they've taken a notice to how uh, up-tempo this Maple Leafs team has played over the last couple of weeks yeah Alice I gotta ask though and, and the one thing the, the one issue still I have with the Maple Leafs 
You have Frederick Anderson there. They didn't address their defense as much as they should have. If this guy gets hurt, they've already got rid of Pickard. Like, you have Sparks, like a kid from the American Hockey League there. Obviously, if there's a problem, the Leafs are going to have to go out and make a deal for a goaltender because there's always weakness on the back end. You saw against Boston, they got exposed, and their goaltending is so hit and miss. Hell, I know they're going to score like like four goals a game, but this also might be a team to take some overs with because the goaltending a lot of the time is uh, very suspect. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I said it today on uh, a show I do with the Ice Guys online. Uh, I said, you know, the teams that are going to make it deep into the postseason and end up hoisting the Stanley Cup, you have to have two quality goaltenders. You look at Washington last year, you know, if it wasn't for Philip Grubauer picking up the slack uh, when Braden Holby kind of had struggled at times, uh, we wouldn't be talking about, you know, Washington winning their first ever Stanley Cup. You can go back with other, other teams that made it deep into the postseason. That's, that is an issue. Garrett Sparks, I mean, great story. He's a guy who, you know, he was playing the East Coast Hockey League a few years ago. He's really worked his tail off. Uh, to, to get that backup spot behind Anderson. If there's a, a serious injury to Anderson at some point in the season, you can't rely on Garrett Sparks to try and get you through uh, a tough Atlantic division with the likes of Boston and Tampa Bay and even a, a approved Florida team as well. Uh, Alex uh, Smith uh, with us, and we'll let you guys know where you can uh, you can get in touch with Alex and get his, uh, his hockey picks um, as well as uh, football, as Alex uh, caps, of course, he caps NFL football as well. So what were some of the, um, the NHL... Um, NHL regular season uh, point totals that you were looking at that you discussed in the Las Vegas uh, review that you want to share with us here. You know, you look at the San Jose well, Sharks. I know Sharks. Last year, guys, so. I bought into the Winnipeg Jets in the playoffs, and then they hit the wall. But the Jets are a freaking dangerous team. Me and Cam were talking about Vegas sort of being a fade uh, team this year because they're going to be overhyped. But that might be more in a game-to-game situation, especially when they're at home with all the locals uh, betting on them. Um, so uh, what what are some of the futures that you're looking at, Alex? Yeah, the the biggest one I, I had, the, the, the first thing that I bet was the New Jersey Devils over uh, 91 and a half. You chop around, you probably find around uh, actually like 89 or 90 now. Uh, you know, you, the Metropolitan Division is always uh, usually the most competitive division in, in hockey. I guess the Pacific will be kind of tough this year as well. But this New Jersey team, I mean, they, they've made it to the playoffs the first time in six years last year, uh, 97 points. They were cracking that plateau for the first time in quite a while. And they had the, the reigning MVP is still there with, with uh, you got Taylor Hall scored 93 points, 39 goals. He was by far and large their main weapon. They've got some other guys that are getting better and young, you know, getting in more uh, reps and so forth with Nico Heischer. I mean, 19 years old, he got 52 points. So he's a kid who, if he keeps, you know, stays healthy, uh, you know, keeps the progression he's got, he could be also be a guy that could really be uh, a dangerous threat. And you look at the injury bug that bit them last year. If these guys stay healthy, Marcus Johansson, Kyle Palmieri, uh, Corey Schneider, and Nett, if all those guys stay healthy, you know, who knows what they could have done last year. I mean, they gave Tampa Bay, who I think is the best team in the league, all that they can handle in the postseason. So I think this is a team that's really poised to, to make a move forward. Alex, I like where you're going with that. Uh, I, I also am looking at New Jersey to take that, I think that point total is a little bit low. Gabe and I were talking about another team. They're always close, buddy. They always kind of get there. But uh, the Florida Panthers, when you really look at their young talent, man, they are stacked. Luongo's kind of like wine. He just, uh, you know, he's getting older, but he's still a solid goaltender. I see 93, 94, uh, 93 and a half, 94s out there. I kind of like the Panthers to do some damage this year. What's your take on that team? I think uh, they got a lot of talent. 
Yeah, you're not alone in that. I, a lot of people have been looking at the, at this Florida team as a team that could really, like you said, do some damage. Like you said, it's a, once again, a competitive division in, in the Atlantic. But like you said, it, when you're talking about an aging goalie like Roberto Luongo, who has had some injury issues, and you know the one thing you look at too with with injuries with a goalie, if they have groin issues, it's like a pitcher with his elbow. They, they they can recur over and over, and they never quite get healthy. You look at his backup, James Reimer, uh, guy, you know, kind of bounced around, you know. He's had some time with the Leafs, but he's not really a guy you want to rely on as a number one either. So the that's the one main concern. They're a young team. They're getting better. They've got some real solid talent. Uh, Alexander Barkov, probably one of the best. Uh, you know, you got to get him on a breakaway. He's hard to stop. Nick Bustad. Uh, they got Mike Hoffman in, in the trade, the the flop over deal from Ottawa and then San Jose. They got a lot of talent there, and like I said, they could hang around. But I think once again, kind of like you said with Toronto, if their goaltending falls down a little bit, uh, they could be in some trouble early. Alex B. Smith uh, with us. We don't want you to think we got the quarterback. Yeah, to kick it hey, Alex. Throw the B. How about your? How about the skins this <laughs> week? Yeah, exactly. Got to throw the B uh, in yeah, there. <laughs> but you know what's amazing? I say if you look at the, um, you look at the metro area here with the yeah. Devils, and you mentioned the Devils. I'm seeing 91 and a half points uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out the Devils actually just live right down the street from me, Cam. Uh, Michelle Serpico, she's uh, she's really in the know, right? You know, yeah. and she's got They're hockey players. Yeah, she's got hockey players hitting her on her all the time. She's like, oh, yeah, nice. Taylor Hall lives like four blocks from me right down the street. Nice. And um, <laughs> she said, I think I can get him on the show. She goes, I know him. I'll get him on the show. Perfect. So I'll be like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. But, yeah, a lot of the devils <laughs> live in Hoboken. So I was telling her today, actually that um, I need her to report to me here, like, basically. Yes. Like, I need to know how wasted they were. You know what I mean? Were they out all night? Was the other team there? Like, I told her, I said, I don't. I I live right down the street from the Excel Energy Center. I'm here in St. Paul, Minnesota. So, trust me, I I get to see a lot of the teams coming in to the the hotels and so forth. And and I've heard stories of, you know, oh, yeah, they got in, you know, at 1 o'clock or trying to find – find somewhere to eat after bar clothes around 2 a.m. And, you know, so uh, that, that happens more often than not. You, you live close enough and, and you kind of get to, to run into uh, some players and stuff. And, and and they definitely do socialize from time to time. So Yeah, more the more information, the better. But what's amazing to yeah. me is just how low low the point, the, the point total is for the New York Rangers. 77 and a half, Seven. Cam. 77 yeah. and a half for the Rangers. They're a bad, 80, they're a bad 82 team, and a half. It's pretty crazy that they think the sports books think, though, the Islanders are even five points better. We were talking about it's hard to even name five Islander players or two Islander players at this point in time. Like, honestly, who plays for the New York Islanders now, Alex? You know, but are the Rangers going to be this bad? And it's amazing to me. I look at my Montreal Canadiens, 81 and a half points as well. I don't know what the Canadians are. They just seem like a bunch of dudes just sort of thrown together from around the league. Uh, but what, what do you make of uh, what do you make of these other New York teams? Are the Rangers that bad, Alex? This year? Yeah, they they are. I'm just looking at this, their you know projected opening night lineup. There's no real major. I mean, Matt Zuccarello is kind of the only real star name that pops out. I mean, there's a guy who you know still really kind of has it. And these guys aren't getting they aren't getting any younger. You know, and you look at the goaltending. Obviously, you know Henrik Lundqvist at 36 years of age, also a guy who had some some injury issues. He just hasn't looked sharp. He's had to you know you have these. There's a lot of of star goalies in the league now. You look at Henrik Lundqvist. You just mentioned Montreal. Carey Price is another one. Tuka Rask. These guys had to log a ton of minutes uh, yep. over the last several years, play some big games, and 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 especially in the, uh, we're talking about Lundqvist and Carey Price, two guys who have played a ton and just have not been able to, you know, like only one Stanley Cup appearance, uh, final appearance between the both of them. 
a lot of big minutes, but a lot of letdowns. And I now we're seeing the starts, their bodies are starting to wear down. So, uh, you know, it's a huge question mark there because his backup is a guy, Alexander Georgia. But I do remember watching him play like a couple of games last year. But yeah. uh, this team, they need to rebuild at some point. And they don't even really have pieces. I mean, if you trade off Lundquist somewhere and, and get maybe a couple of draft picks back, you have to, they have to trade a bunch of guys to just rebuild. So they're going to be bad, not just this year. They're going to be bad for quite a few years down the road. 77 and a half. It's hard not to get 77 and a half points in a league where you get a point for losing. Um, exactly. it, it, it's crazy. <laughs> it's really it's low. Man. That's true. It's low. It is. It is low. Um, Ottawa's is 72 and a half, but Ottawa oh, yeah, really Ottawa's off. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, Ottawa. I mean, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's they, they could fire. be historically bad this year. You notice the East Coast guys, and it's ironic. It's almost like the markets that like hockey the most suck the most. It's it's like yep. cruel. It's like they love they love <laughs> hockey in Canada. Like most of the Canadian teams suck. Um, you know, Ottawa they just they're terrible. The Canadians are terrible. Like the Leafs Canucks. are like the only real threat. Yeah, the Canucks are terrible Canucks and overpriced. Terrible, yeah. yeah, the New York Rangers terrible. <laughs> the New York Islanders. The Islanders actually they're trying to talk. You know, Islander fans we see like Kurtz and stuff. Hey, at least you got Lou Lamorello. You got a new coach. You know what I mean? You got a Stanley winning cup coach. Um, so let's good, jump into the game. Yeah. They got they a good got defense, foundation. Gabe. That's what, no, they do. Yeah. They, they got guys who can score on defense. The problem is they're going to give up a lot of points. Would you not agree there, Alex? The problem with the Islanders is they're no, a train wreck defensively. I, I definitely agree with that. And once again, another team, like I said, it all goes back to, you know, between the pipes. Thomas Grice and, and Robin Lehner, the, the two projected goalies for that team, yeah, that's one. I definitely want to circle the Islanders uh, and, and the Rangers, the two teams that are, you definitely want to be looking at the overs because yeah, they're going to they're going to get their fair share of goals. They're going to let them in as well. Uh, and Barry Trotz is as much of a, of a defensive mind as he is. He he's he's going to have his hands full trying to to really tighten things down to, to you know hold have this unit hold them to uh, opponents to two or three goals a night. So. Uh, yeah, they're, you know, they're going to struggle. I think, like I said, if I had to take a, a over between either the Islanders or Rangers, I would look at the Islanders. I think they might be able to squeak a few more wins, a few more points out on the year. But both those teams are really going to struggle this year. So let me ask you, uh, Alex, have you uh, taken a look at um, – I'm sure you've, you've looked at them, but have you, have, you, have you finalized anything? You don't have to share your best bets of the night, but maybe you can share a game uh, or two with us here. So they're dropping a puck tomorrow. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Are uh, minus two twenty five favorites uh, over the visiting Montreal Canadiens. Um, we talked about how bad the Canadiens are supposed to be. The Toronto Maple Leafs are the uh, preseason favorites, so we're not surprised to see them you know, heavily hyped like this. Uh, you know, you can't really find them cheaper than minus two ten. So you got to lay, you got to lay a big price there. Uh, you got Boston and the defending Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals. And speaking of partying, I think Ovechkin's still hungover. Yeah, uh, Calgary and Vancouver. <laughs> Seriously. Calgary are small road favorites at Vancouver, minus 130. And then Anaheim and San Jose, these teams, like, always beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> like, yeah. That's going to be a physical game. And I don't know, like, the Ducks just seem to be an old team as well. We don't have time to break them down. And, and, and But mm. they seem to be an old team that hasn't really stockpiled young guys. Um, you know, San Jose seems to be a rightful favorite there. But anything catch your eye tomorrow night, Alex, as they drop the puck? Yeah, well, looking at that Montreal-Toronto game, I would even be looking at the side there. The way I'd be looking at that is the total. You look at the overs uh, at lit line at six minus a dollar five, or around the pick and price. These two teams played in the preseason just a week ago, and they both were using what would normally, what basically would be their opening night lineups. It was a five-three game in, in favor of Toronto. So I think we're going to see a lot of scoring there. 
first period over might be something to take a look at as well. As far as Boston and Washington, this is a real interesting matchup because usually I like to fade the Stanley Cup favorite, uh, Stanley Cup winner yeah. rather, at home, yep. especially when they're being yep. favored. But Washington has dominated Boston. They've won 10 straight and 12 of the last 15 meetings. So uh, I think they kind of scheduled that as, on a purpose, make sure they can kind of break that, that trend. Uh, so I would look at Washington even at laying a minus uh, $1.30. I always like that too, Cam, to bet against the yep. team that's raising the banner, right? They're standing around that's on the neat. ice. They get caught Great up in angles. the memories yeah, the longer, before. Yeah, longer. It changes their, their, their whole direction, everything. The warm-ups, everything's a little different. Uh, much different feel, like I said, returning back to what was an emotional victory for them as well. And, you know, the crowd, different emotion in, in the stands as well. So, yeah, usually you want to fade that. But uh, I think this might be, uh, you know, bucking the trend a little bit. Well, like I said, having a team that they've dominated like the Bruins. Anything else, Cam, before we close it up? Yeah, I was just going to ask Alex. I like the Sharks are eleven to one. Jets like twelve to one. Uh, is there any team like a lot of people are high on the Dallas Stars? Is there a team off the radar that you think, hey, watch out for these guys? They could be some good bets, maybe some future value. Yeah, I don't really like anybody in the Central Division. Like I said, I watch it closely. My, my Blackhawks won't be that good. The Wild won't really be that good. But uh, as far as you know, my Stanley Cup final matchup I, in my book, I think it's going to be the San Jose Sharks. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, you can find uh, you know some matchup prices for that online. I think, I think I saw thirty-eight to one at one book uh, if those two teams do match up in the final. But San Jose, I mean, they are absolutely loaded from top to bottom. You know, they they've added a you know a defenseman like Carlson, one of the top top penalty killing units in, in the league, uh, explosive offense. So San Jose and Tampa Bay are the two teams I think we're going to be seeing you know wrapping it up in June. But uh, it should be an exciting season. A, there are a lot of competitive teams. Uh, you know, even even some of these bad teams that we just went over, I mean, they will be competitive early. Like you said, you know, obviously uh, the, the wear and tear and the grind of a season will, will break those teams down. But uh, we should definitely see some exciting and furious action in the first two months of the season. And that's the great thing about sports, too. There's always upstart teams. Nobody thought the Chicago exactly. Bears were going to be 3-1 and one right now, right? Every year, Philadelphia. Yeah, no one thought Philadelphia yeah. Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl last year. That's the beautiful thing. Exactly. You know, nothing nothing means nothing until we play the games. All right, Alex, how can people find your package if they want to get your picks? Yeah, go to my website, AXSmithSports.com. They can also follow me on Twitter at AXSmithSports. Great stuff, Alex. Thanks for the time, my man. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, guys. Have me. Take it easy, yo. And uh, Alex puts a lot of work into his puck picks, uh, caps, NFL football as well. Game Time Decisions continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Issy says uh, he would start Jay Happ over Severino, but uh, he doesn't get paid to uh, make those decisions. <laughs> exactly. He actually described it in a little uh, saltier language. Uh, Ryan Hanser says that Gritty is the early leader for the Calder Cup. And, uh, of course, of course, uh, Gritty is the mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers. And I tweeted this out earlier today, Cam. I knew it was bound to happen. Somebody actually got a gritty tattoo. (laughs) 
Somebody got Gritty tattooed on their arm in Philadelphia. That's awesome. I, I love Gritty. He's, he's, he's what we all aspire. Like, he... He's one of those. They should give that guy free tickets to at least one game for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, you got a new mascot. People are. It's just amazing to me, Gabe, when like that first that when that story broke with Gritty, and I remember you talked about. You're like, yeah. Usually, at first he thought he was kind of stupid. Now he's growing on me, and then he really, you know, endears himself to the crowd. He face plants, like you know what I mean, and people love it there. That's the thing. Like Gritty just went out there and he's doing his thing and. I couldn't believe what you brought up the greatest point that time. It's like you didn't hire a guy that actually knew how to skate. Like you're the mascot of a National Hockey League team. The guy's falling all over the place, flat in his face. But I, I like Gritty's look. I, I think he's a perfect fit for Philadelphia. Yeah, but that's the thing. There's two levels of knowing how to skate, right? So I'm assuming that whoever like did the interview in the job process basically said in the in the thing, all right, skating is a prerequisite. You must know how to skate. And a bunch of people showed up and basically sort of knew how to skate. And they were like, oh, yeah, these people know how to skate. Because, yeah. you know, you could tell, like, right? <laughs> I could, And it's funny because I swear to God, I swear to God, I can't tweet every thought I have, but when I saw the first, like, the first we saw the gritty, the face, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I saw, I was pretty quick on this. I saw it, like, 20 minutes after they announced him type thing. And then, and then, like, an hour later, I saw, like, a promo video that he was in in which it introduced him, and he was on the ice. And... I noticed right away, I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, man, Gritty's a little shaky on the skates here. (laughs) You could just tell, like, he wasn't even skating fast, and I could tell, like, the buddy was having a hard time. Yeah, you could. Speed wobble. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't wasn't ankle. It wasn't ankle skating, but I was like, yeah, he's a little wobbly here. And and lo and behold, first Philadelphia uh, Flyer home game of the year, he wipes out, falls on his ass, hits his head. Uh, and I guess they've sort of went with it, that he's just sort of clumsy. He's gritty. He's drunk. That's the whole thing. He's drunk. Yeah. Like, he's drunk. He has, that's like, he that's his angle. He's drunk. <laughs> he's got those googly eyes, right? So, yeah, he does look like a little bit wasted. It's true. Or on methamphetamine. He looks a lot wasted. Big man on campus thinks he looks like you. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He thinks there's a resemblance between you and Gritty. Uh, we're both pretty red. Uh, yeah, he's got. I don't yeah, know. You're both tr- red. You, you both eye, like the party. Yeah, no, no, I but do. you know, yeah. you you're kind of you know you like to party and get drunk. I, I do. I kind of do have a and, little bit of resemblance to, to gritty, I guess. And you do like gritty. I do like gritty a lot. I I I think he I think he's a great mascot. Hell, I told you, like Carlton the Bear. This guy's been there forever. Like gritty, at least he's going out there doing things. You know, when's Carlton the Bear going on the ice skate? He doesn't even go on the ice. I told you, guy just goes around and does pictures with like oh, old legends. He doesn't do anything. He just guy's like the worst corporate mascot going. Yeah, you know what? Uh, gritty went to a Philadelphia Philly game last week too. Before the yeah, that's another ended. thing. Where, 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 where they're, trying, they're trying to mix it up. He danced. Yeah, he hung out with the fanatic, and he won the crowd over. People like cool. See, that's what I'm talking about, right? Like that's that's what you need. That's that's part of the mascot code. Like he's showing up at other events, right? I, I found it interesting, Gabe. When we had when we had big man on campus earlier, he said there's a street called Ace and Diamond, and and Phil, that's what the that's what the Blue Jays' new mascots are, Ace and Diamond. After they uh, put BJ Birdie to rest. Isn't that ironic? But it's two streets in like Philadelphia near Temple called Ace and Diamond. That's the name See, of their. BJ, uh, that's their. That's BJ, their new mascot. BJ Birdie. BJ Birdie was. That's a great name. Like they. Yeah, he's BJ think, Birdie, right? I think. I think they didn't like the BJ angle. 
Of course they didn't. That's why they have the guy that's, that's who, what who's it was. selling like the shirt knew, saying, I yeah. heart BJ's, right? I heart yeah, BJ's. Yeah, like, guys. And he's making a killing. I see that guy at the bar. He sees, he's like, hey, Cam. I go, how's the I heart BJ shirts coming? He goes, oh, I, I, can't, I can't sell enough. I'm telling you, like, this guy used to sell those shirts on property, Gabe, and they freaked out. Like, the people at the, at the, at the Dome are like, get the hell out of here, right? So he kind of took the bar district right around, just around the corner. He's got boxes of I Heart BJ shirts. Like, think about it. You come in from out of town, like, they're selling, like, hotcakes. I like BJ Birdie. Hey, come on. He's Blue Jay Birdie. Uh, that, People's that's... minds don't have to get angry. Like, you don't have to take it to, to that level. It's BJ Birdie. Well, I think... Ace and Diamond. Ace and Diamond I suck. think... I think that if you're thinking of oral sex because you hear B.J. Birdie, you're probably a pervert. Your mind's in the gutter. Yeah. Exactly. He's, he's Blue Jay Birdie. Yes, exactly. Like it's B.J., Blue Jays. Like He's Blue Jay Birdie. I agree. Yeah, it's not blowjob blow blow Birdie. Exactly. Birdie, no. Like, it's, it's but Blue honestly, but the thing is, it's all over Toronto. One guy basically sells them. It's his little angle. Yeah. And I heard B.J.'s. I heart BJ's with the Blue Jays logo, and it pisses the Jays off. Oh, they, they, I hate, think they hate they, that guy. Yeah, and I know they they tell people, like, you know that on, on the fan and stuff, you can't call them the BJ's. You know what I mean? Like, they tell you, don't call them the BJ's, like the, the team name. For Blue Jays, like abbreviation or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like the, exactly. The, the, and the Rogers is a very safe company. Like, they don't like the term BJ. No. And it's like, wow, that's the name of your team. You're the BJs. Yeah, exactly. So deal with that, it. That's what, yeah, you, no. that's what you are. He told, he, he told me, Gabe, like, because I talked to him, right? And he was telling me, like, yeah, he used to have, a, like, a nice little spot. You know the conduit, like, the bridge right there before you go down the stairs, gate five and six. So they're like, it was a license to print money for this guy. Yeah, and then they they sent out the goon squad, right? They're like, you can't sell the iHeart BJ stuff. Like, So now, yeah, he's taking his tour down there. He's still doing well. I, lo- I love his game, too. Like, you got to love a street hustler. You get the I Heart BJ shirt and a promotional CD for his rapping. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's a hip-hop artist, too, so you get the shirt and the CD. <laughs> Griff bought one to support him. Yeah, he's, he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> very, very... Uh... I love it. Hey, here's the here's the I heard BJ shirt. Check out my raps, man. I got I got some skills. I'm like, okay, whatever. I love a. It's, it's amazing. I saw the dude selling. I saw dude selling bootleg T-shirts for uh, that Gambino guy. What's his name? Childish Gambino, whatever. Oh, some, Lockport some Gambino. Artist. Yeah. Lockport Gambino? Yeah, Gambino. <laughs> Every time I think Who's... of Gambino, I think of, hey, everybody, come down to Lockport Gambino. We got cars. Kind of like Fred Courier. Uh, huge. That's his rival, I guess, Lockport Gambino. Have you seen, have you seen the new Buffalo guy? Like, um, I miss the Buffalo TV ads here. Oh, but, I, love, uh, I, love, I love it, man. I wish have you seen you he's like it. a new, He's like a new TV kingpin there. And uh, I sell mattresses for less, a lot less. Oh yeah, he's is the he, best. That oh yeah, Costello. He rolls out, buddy. I saw this guy. He comes back like he's got like the body looks looks like Joe Weeder, right? He's got the dark tan vein popping out of his neck, slick back hair, and the best is you know when a guy's like a local gangster, Gabe, he has that kind of gold, te- like no tie. It's that gold yeah. kind of dress shirt that's like stuck to Dude, his chest with the blazer. He looks like if you oh. had a problem with the mattress and you brought it back, he's gonna tell you like they're gonna lock the door and he's gonna beat you with a crowbar he's gonna go you like the mattress <laughs> yes he's like, gonna cut out I mean? the like, mattress he's gonna cut out the mattress and stick you in the mattress but dude 
He actually made me like I don't laugh out oh, loud I, much, all right? But I love that. I guy. nearly fell off my couch, dude, like a few <laughs> weeks ago when I was watching one of his commercials. He's the best. He comes on in Buffalo and they're like he yeah, shoots them watch live. It right now. So he shoots them live, but they're not like live on TV, but they're live to no. tape. Like so he basically they like they're not scripted, like he sort of just looks in the camera and goes. And so Cam, he came on and the best. he's like uh He's like, uh, you know, come down. You know, I sell mattresses for less, a lot less. And he's like, you know, he goes, you go to Macy's, you're going to pay 2300 bucks. You come here, you're going to pay 900 So he's rattling it off. And he's like, uh, he goes, come down to my warehouse. And he goes, we're not like some sleazy used car lot where we're going to grease you. <laughs> All right? And Cam, I swear to God, the next commercial he comes on. He goes, I just want to say there's a lot of good used car people out there. All right? <laughs> he told he totally. He goes, but I'm just trying to say we have. It was gold. Like basically, I knew he was doing it live. Like basically, somebody probably called him and said, "Dude, like don't just rip every other business in Buffalo." Like he's, he goes, all those other used car salesmen are trying to rip you off. I won't rip you off. You come down here. Yeah, you know, best price guaranteed. And oh, like his ads are gold. Like for oh, people tuning yeah. in nationally right now. For people tuning in nationally right now. And I've lived in a lot of cities. I'm in New York right now. I've been in Toronto. I've lived in Los Angeles and Las Vegas. So I've lived in pretty major mar- media markets and stuff. And Buffalo, by far, has the best commercials on TV. Oh, it's like not the, even the local, the local the ads. Like there's our boy Fred Courier is probably tuning in right now. He's a car dealer. He's a he's a, a car uh, he's a car Connoisseur? agent. In, um, yeah. No, he works at yeah, he works uh, he's a car salesman. Priscilla, for, yeah, for Priscilla. He's yeah, huge, huge, so huge cars. Facillo says we got huge sale. Once in a while, they don't do it all the time because they don't want to come across as too sexist. But they often have like a chick with a huge rack, and she just goes huge at the end. Yeah, it's like the most sexist and incredibly hilarious thing ever. And the guy Facillo became such a kingpin selling cars. Now he owns the town. Like he's got steakhouses, golf clubs, yeah. and like cruises. Come on, a Facillo cruise to Norway. Like he's. He's, he's got it best. all going on. He goes, he's, he's the boss, right? He's the boss, Morenzi. So he comes out and goes, hey, everybody, Fusillo here. Are you the boss? Buffalo's only steak and seafood. He's out there by like a flaming pillar. And he, he looks like he's just going to crack your skull. It's awesome. You're going to a Bills now, game. You're going. <laughs> you and Darsh. You guys, you got to go. You got to go. And uh, you got to go for a steak over there. Oh, I, 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 uh, yeah. No, if we do. Yeah. Bu- uh, uh, Buffalo's only steak and seafood. Yeah. And uh, here's the name, Gabe. George Costello is right. President, Extreme Discount Mattress Warehouse. They have some stuff on YouTube there. This guy is, he looks, know what he looks like to me? Like an old wrestler, like an old gangster. Yeah. Like he looks like he's just going to like, he's, <laughs> like I said, like if you have a problem with your mattress, like it's not going to go well with this guy. He's going to be like, oh, read the fine print, jackass, before I break your skull. <laughs> Extreme I have, I have a buddy. I know a guy. I know this happened like 20 years ago, right? Like 25 years ago. I was younger. And uh, I knew a dude. He ordered lasagna from this Italian place in Montreal. All right? I won't say the name. He orders lasagna from this Italian place. So he goes and he picks it up and he brings it back to his place and he opens it up. And place is normally very good, but there's a set of car keys in his lasagna. <laughs> Like a set of car keys. Like, <laughs> like, so he, he goes back. He goes back, and he's like, excuse me. Uh, there's like a set of car keys in my lasagna. 
And Buddy's like, yeah, and? You know, like, he's like, what do you want to, yeah. He's like, maybe they're your keys. And he's like, they're not my keys. And um, so they start going back and forth and stuff. So the guy I know goes, well, whatever, man. He goes, if you don't want to read whatever, he goes, I'm calling the Channel 12. Like, remember, like, they have this, like, consumer hotline? Have you been ripped off? So he's like, I'm calling the hotline right now at Channel 12 News over this. That Buddy, like, uh, sort of locks the door on him, like, sort of steps in front of him. You're not going anywhere. (laughs) Sort of pulls a fat Tony. I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) Exactly. Long story short, they gave him fifty bucks, and they told him never to step foot in the place again, or they're going to crack like his skull that. open. That's what that's what you they do said, when you're 50 like a... bucks. Get out of here. <laughs> when you're a real gangster, that's what you do. You'll go, okay, we'll make sure we're, you, we got you covered, but I never want to see your face in here again. Or yeah, yeah. Gonna don't be think you don't, don't think you're coming yeah. here to buy lasagna again. Like it's it. <laughs> Yeah, I got the bu- I got the Buffalo news on right now, so I can't wait. Uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for the commercial break. So I, I, that's the thing too, Marenzi. Like when I'm watching yeah, college people, football we look on Saturday, up Salino and Barnes. That's the best. Uh, yeah, look up Salino and Barnes, Costello. Oh, and they have a new. Oh, the worst is the family, where they dress up as a, the guy dresses up as a chicken, and it's a kiosk. It's in like the middle of nowhere, right? It's basically like a pawn shop. But they put it in like oh, yeah, okay. the, the, yeah, the craziest sings. area in the thing. They like we buy your silver, we buy your gold, and the guys like like the nineteen seventies. It's all like psychedelic, and he's on the keyboard. God, man, like I'm pissing myself watching college football. I go, you said it. Nobody has homebred like crazy, stupid commercials like Buffalo. Like I could sit there and laugh my ass off for like hours. It's the best. Nobody beats it. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're serious with these ads or, like, Buffalo no, is just... trying to be known for, like, you know what? Because most cities won't put that stuff on. Like oh, you definitely. Said. Like, you know, you can't, you know, you can't tell. Like, even if you have money, you can't say, listen, like, yeah, we're a pawn shop. I'm going to play a banjo and dress up as, like, a chicken for my kiosk pawn shop. Like you said, it's like a drive through pawn shop near the airport of Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Must be near a casino or something, right? You got problems. T- yeah. You go to the exactly. it's like a drive-through drive-through yeah, drive, shop. Yeah, yeah, and they have like the old lady playing like the organ, like she's crazy, and the guy they're dressed up as a chicken. And and the other thing was, it's just nuts, Gabe. Like I'm I'm watching this stuff, and even when they have like a commercial, like Buffalo, they have good food there, like their pizza and wings and stuff. It's killer. Like most places, like when you watch like a no, the food a always looks for, horrible in their TV commercials. That's what I'm not. That's another thing. Good. It's like TGF Fridays. Like say you're in New York, right? If they have a commercial for the bar you're going to, it's going to be a hot chick, low-cut top, like dudes who actually got tans. Like in Buffalo, it's like big, fat people with like bad mustaches, horrible clothing. The food, like they got macaroni coming out the side of the burger. Like I'm just watching it going. <laughs> you're right. It's almost like they're trying to make it crazy, and I love it. Like it's like they have they don't hire models or anything. It's just like who's ever in the restaurant at the time. Okay, sir, just stay there. We're filming a commercial. <laughs> The big one in Buffalo too is they all put the family in their damn ads. Oh, they sure do. They love the family. Yeah, we're the we're the Johnsons. <laughs> We've been running this restaurant since night, and it's always like the whole family awkwardly looking into the camera. Oh, this is awesome. I'm watching a story right now on Buffalo News. It's a guy from Buffalo who played football at Army. It's like the best. They got like old shots of him, black and white shots. Like everything about Buffalo News, it's just awesome. Like it's just, it's not like any, you said it, it's not like anything else. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone. It's just so different than like any other news, commercials, everything. I like, guess it's, it's, it's common, well, wait, man. It we're moving in on six o'clock now. So let me know at yeah. six. I'm willing to bet, and I'm going to throw this out there. But I'm willing to bet that the first story of the night in Buffalo is a major fire somewhere. 
Like that's that's going to be the deal. It's a good bet. Like at six o'clock, the opening new news story will right, be: Watch yeah. out! There's a big fire in Tonawanda right now, and then well, they're right going to get to uh, then they're going to get to somebody got killed. Like there are people who get killed, but they like their fires in Buffalo. It's a big fire town. Yeah, big insurance fraud. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. they lead America yeah. in insurance fraud. You know, they're also the most singles in Buffalo. Really? Yeah, like I think no, the most... Buffalo's a real. It's a real party town, Gabe. Like even when we go there for Bills games, like you'd be surprised. You're right. There's not a lot yeah, of like, because they're depressed and single. Yeah, maybe they're not depressed and single. Maybe they're enjoying it. What maybe happy they and just... single? Yeah, happy and single, really, buddy. Come on, you really think they're happy? I do. The cost of living's cheap. Lots of lots of lots of fun out there. The Bills suck. They do. Sabers blow. The Sabers suck. Buffalo the lost to Army last week. Brutal. It is a cool city, though. I enjoy it. Game time decisions continues. Lineup lock live next.